Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk at AM1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, RockofTalk.com, 550-50-500 to kick off this Thursday show. Somber time here in the city of Albuquerque. Things continue to get worse. We'll have all your coverage. I was uh, bringing it to you straight up today, a little bit earlier today, so we're going to get into that. Uh, we're waiting for a news conference to come out of the University of New Mexico Hospital. Four injured officers, uh, two this morning and two a little bit later on. Uh, we actually had somebody at the scene who was giving us blow by blow of what was happening. And uh, I got to tell you that uh, this was uh, maybe an ambush, uh, not a robbery, but maybe an ambush of the police officers. Not sure we're going to get out of any uh, Dutch brothers. Uh, you, you're not going to go rob a Dutch brothers with an AR-15 and a pistol. So, again, more misinformation coming from the media, unfortunately, but uh, we'll have all your coverage here. Don't forget, folks, you can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Uh, you can also uh, download us, the entirety of the show. We put it up there every single night uh, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and um, Spotify. You can also download our apps uh, both for rockoftalk.com and rockoftalk.tv. I'm not a happy man, uh, even though I should be. Uh, from all, um, I guess, signals, uh, we had a pretty successful night last night, Uh I was the only one not reading from cue cards. I was the only one just answering the questions. And uh, it was very interesting sort of being in there. Uh, I do this for a living. This is what I do. I'm a performer, but at the same time, I'm a thinker. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here every day with you, feeling like you do, angry like you are, um, trying to come up with solutions, uh, as you no doubt have tried to do, and wondering why our politicians aren't doing it. It was a disappointment to say the least. We'll cover it a little bit later on. Uh, some decent coverage, at least from KB Channel 4. 7 and 13 didn't do it. We still can't get from the Near North Valley Neighborhood Association uh, the uh, entirety of the debate, of course, because they're going to block it because, you know, I kicked the ass of both Manny and, and, and Tim. And I'm happy to go ahead and cover that again. Uh, you know, it, this isn't hard, folks, because we know what the right thing to do is. Why is it that we have to have a mayor who's driven by an agenda and uh, the other guy who I don't know what he's driven by, to be quite honest, I was a little bit lackluster. Um, I had more charisma than the both of them. That's not to say that that's any reason to vote for somebody, but someone's got to get mad and angry and upset about what's happening here in our city. And I certainly hope that you are. I know I am and will continue uh, to be. So we'll cover that a little bit later. That's not the priority right now. The priority is the Albuquerque Police Department, the four officers, uh, particularly the one that is now in critical condition. Without further ado, we will bring in uh, D-Dowd Muska. We've been on this all day. Murder Mike has been out on the scene since uh, 10, uh, 15, I think he got there. Now, let me just kind of give you a drill down. This is the way that it went. Do not pay attention to the news media, okay? We're in an election year. They're not going to give you the drill down, uh, drill down on what exactly happened. They just aren't. It's, uh, I, I believe that Raul Torres, as well as Tim Keller, Mayor Tim Keller, uh, we're down at the scene uh, probably within about an hour and a half. You know, they've got to do everything they possibly can. Uh, next year, an election year for Raul Torres, who's running for attorney general. And then this year, of course, uh, the mayoral election where I'm competing with, against uh, Tim Keller. So they're going to try to do what they can to go ahead and save face and say, hey, we were there. We're trying to do something. I mean, it's just natural 
for them to go ahead and do it. Were they there at every one of these types of incidents? Certainly not. Um, but uh, they realize that there is a fire that is lighting them up. So um, let's get uh, to the news. And let me break it down. The incident started when two gentlemen, <clears throat> this is all from memory, when two gentlemen um, were at the Dutch Brothers uh, Coffee House at about 9.15 this morning. There were lots of shots fired, uh, no uh, real count on the total numbers uh, of shots fired. The neighborhood that was immediately next to Wantabo and Mountain lit up. People were scared. They're angry. They don't know what to do. A couple of guys ran on over and uh, to uh, the uh, Dutch brothers. By that time, they found one police officer uh, who had been hit in the chest another one that took shrapnel uh, in the elbow, okay? And uh, they uh, immediately what started then, obviously it was an all forces 911 call from a number of different sources uh, that were uh, all looking at this and saying, hey, you know what? We've got ourselves a real problem. So one of the perpetrators had an AR-15. The other one had a pistol. Uh, I believe the one who had the pistol, he was... Uh, taken uh, into custody relatively short. The vehicle that they were driving, I believe, was a 2015-2016 Land Cruiser, uh, I think is what the vehicle is. That might be, I haven't confirmed it from any other source, but from what I understand, that was it. Uh, immediately after the call, there was about 25 police officers that descended on that within the next 10 to 15 minutes. You know, this is one of those APBs that are put out and everyone's, I mean, there was, Sirens going off in our area here. That's how bad it was. And uh, I was uh, staying with our coverage uh, that was right there. I immediately called Murder Mike. I said, get down there, get even more pictures, help however you possibly can. And uh, immediately uh, this spread like wildfire uh, by a social media text message. Probably by about 11 o'clock, I'd say three quarters of the city order knew what was happening uh, with these uh, pol two police officers that were injured. So as all these police officers descended on there, and I called uh, Sean Willoughby, he rushed uh, over to the um, University of New Mexico uh, hospital to the ER, and he had uh, told me that both were in stable condition, uh, but it's now become because of where the officer was hit just above the vest. One officer is now in critical condition. We'll get uh, more of the data. And Dow, uh, Dow, uh, please uh, sort of monitor some of the news stories yep. that even uh, Looking so, for updates, yep. Yeah, so uh, check 4713, and then we'll fill in uh, some of the blanks. So traffic snarled. Another perpetrator who wasn't captured immediately ran. Now police, from what I understand, went north in their approach towards Indian School. If you look at an aerial and you're looking at where the perpetrator may have gone, he most likely went south, and according to my source that was on there uh, and actually saw uh, the, the two men, actually probably ran uh, towards the freeway. They were within one mile uh, of the freeway. As you know, there's a number of, um, I don't know what you call them, breeze-throughs, gate-throughs. You know where they have the bike paths that come through there underneath the freeways? So uh, it's more likely that they probably went there. So the uh, two-mile perimeter, if you will, where the... SWAT team and our men in blue had to go ahead and go door by door, street by street to find this potential cop killer. Okay. 
And that's really what we're dealing with. I mean, these criminals in the, our city have become so brazen, they don't care. They shoot and then they run. I told you yesterday, I was on the freeway and I saw two you know, black angels, the state police officers, and they're just flying down the freeway, maybe 100, 110 miles an hour, chasing a Saturn. I don't know if you know much about Saturns, but they don't go very fast. And uh, they didn't want to put anybody else in harm's way. They uh, decided to go ahead and shut down their lights, and the Saturn, of course, uh, got away. I could see him, but uh, they could not, and I uh, certainly moved out of the way. <clears throat> so here's here's where we are. Um, they uh, went into pursuit. Uh, this was on uh, Street Muriel. I think it was Rose. Uh, there was a bunch of other streets that are immediately behind Juan Tabot. And when I say behind, that would be the west side of Juan Tabot on the Dutch Brothers side of the uh, street, and they went street by street by street in an attempt to go ahead and, and find the perpetrator. So let's get to the news. We'll see the latest uh, uh, reports that have all come in. Uh, here's what's coming in from Channel 4. You can find them directly at KOB.com. Four APD officers were injured during a Thursday morning shooting. Police have arrested two suspects related to the incident. First suspect was arrested shortly after the shooting took place at 9. Officers apprehended the second suspect around 1234. The shooting occurred while officers were responding to a robbery call. So injured officers were transported to UNM Hospital. One officer was shot above the bulletproof vest and went into surgery in critical condition. Please, all of you, pray for him. Another officer is in surgery getting shot in the arm. It was shrapnel to the elbow is officially uh, what it is. Police said the third officer was shot in the middle of his bulletproof vest. Another officer was injured by shrapnel of shattered glass. So state police will be handling priority one calls for the northeast and southeast area of Albuquerque as APD tries to do everything that it can uh, to go ahead and increase their coverage. Uh, you know, we should stop here. When one of these incidents happen, and there's not very good guys around here, and you consume the resources by sending a lot of backup and SWAT, and you concentrate those resources to a, I don't know, we'll, we'll call it level one. I don't know what it's officially called, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but a high priority call that's out there and everyone's crime actually is bolstered in other parts of the city. At that point, people feel brazen and opportunistic. No one can respond to the 911 call. So when something goes on somewhere else, everything else becomes less covered. Okay. And the other thing that's very uh, poignant here and that's important. And I talked to a few people. I said, do you realize you're a block and a half away from Manzano high school? Now, given what's happened at Washington High School last week, this is the last thing that we would want to see happen over at uh, Monzano. So they went on full-blown lockdown until this whole thing was cleared uh, right around uh, 1 o'clock. The official time was 12.27 is when they lifted the shelter-in-place order. But, of course, given what's happened last week and now that they went to a shelter-in-place, can you imagine at this time we're trying to get our kids going back to school, what must be going on in their minds? I don't want to go back to school. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. When's that not going to happen again? Nobody can actually break down that trauma for those students. We can say, oh, tough it out. No big deal. Oh, we got them. No, you, you can't do that with kids. You can't do that with young adults. They're still developing. You can't blame them for feeling the way that they're going to blame them. No doubt that there will be people, um, uh, professionals, healthcare, mental health professionals in place to go ahead and help these people as much as they possibly can so they can get through. But this becomes a level of post-traumatic stress disorder for many of these kids. They associate that. When you have a lockdown, uh, it's just something that you have to be compassionate and understanding about. It just is. Uh, it, whether you like it or not, it just is. Authorities from Sandoval County, Valencia County, Rio Rancho County, FBI, BCSO, and state police were called in to assist. 
Um, I believe BCSO would probably have been the first one uh, that would have been called, but uh, for political reasons and given what I saw last night on the mayoral stuff, uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, continue to tag him all the way at the bottom, and that would be for Manny Gonzalez. But um, we are now at murder number 87. We'll talk about that at the bottom of uh, hour number two, uh, overnight stabbing. All right, so let's go as we wait uh, for the news conference that's going to be carried, hopefully, uh, very quickly. Uh, Harold Medina, let's go live to him right now. To find solutions to some of the problems that are, are plaguing our community. In the weeks to come, uh, we'll be reevaluating what occurred today, who the suspects were, what their history was, and where we could have intervened a little bit better. I said this during the opening statements on the crime initiative for the metro area. We need all sectors to admit where they need more resources. They need more help. That includes prosecutors' offices, but it also includes the courts. Wherever we need assistance to strengthen our system, we must do so. The Albuquerque Police Department was open. Years ago, we stated we needed to get better. The Department of Justice is challenged to do this, that, in many ways in terms of constitutional policing. We ourselves self-evaluated and looked over the course of the past few years, and we're trying to increase the ability for our investigations to put over, stronger investigations to lead to stronger cases for individuals uh, to receive stronger sentences when it's necessary. As a community, we have to draw a line in the sand. We can't think that we could assist every single individual. There are some individuals that, quite frankly, probably should stay in jail, and we can't be afraid to say that. We pray for our, the health of our officers. We have one officer who's critically injured, one who just went through surgery, and two others that we still don't know the extent of what their long-term injuries will be. I want to thank the community of Albuquerque for the outpour of support today and for everything that everybody has done to assist us. Not only was state police here, our partners with the Federal Bureau of Investigation were quick to send resources, both tactically investigative and crime scene processing. The Sheriff of Valencia County called early on, sent resources. Real Rancho Chief had called within minutes to send resources and to assist us. This is a unity of law enforcement in the metro area. We have to put aside all the things that sometimes we go through every single day and unite first as a law enforcement community and next as a community and strengthen our criminal justice system. Thank you guys for being here today, and I think we're going to turn this over to the mayor. All right, I'll go ahead and uh, give Mayor Keller uh, the mic uh, as our current mayor here in the city of Albuquerque. On the suspects, we do have one individual in custody. All indications are this was the only individual who had fired rounds at the officers. We do have other individuals uh, that are being detained. Uh, they're looking into it. Uh, we do have... Uh, so a little bit of misinformation. We yeah. were told there was two, and uh, now there's down to one. Not sure what's going on there. They sent, said the second was apprehended as of 1227, but maybe they got themselves into a point. You'll notice the uh, subtlety of the politics. Uh, BCSO not mentioned in any of this. Immediately going to Valencia County and uh, ostracizing as well by going to Rio Rancho. Anything that they can do to marginalize uh, Manny Gonzalez and Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office, who no doubt I would imagine the Sheriff's Office would have been there first. That makes the most sense in all this. You know, one of the things that's happening is 
between Tim Keller and Manny Gonzalez and what we saw last night, there's just too much politics, folks. We've got 87 murders here in the city of Albuquerque. We've got to improve. Let's go to Tim Keller, our current mayor. We are going to be able to share a couple of items with you shortly. In particular, some details about the condition of some of our officers. But right now, our focus is very much, and our prayers very much, with the officers who are involved in this. And in particular, we know that there are three officers that are now stable, but one who is still in critical condition. And he is absolutely of top of mind right now and also receiving top care from surgeons at UNMH. We're going to say more shortly. Now, today we know our community is going through an incredible tragedy. And Liz and I are holding in our hearts what I know officers, families are going through. And we know that this ripples through our entire community. The entire central New Mexico area is certainly right now in either a state of shock or a state of grieving or, frankly, a state of fear. We want to let people know that our sworn protectors of our city are officers and all the residents across Albuquerque are holding them in their thoughts and prayers today. Some of the examples that the chief outlined, whether it was the work of our investigative unit, whether it was the work of uh, the departments that he mentioned coming to our aid without hesitation, it has truly demonstrated that one Albuquerque spirit, and it's demonstrated that our community is in this together. All right, so we've got a lot of uh, hyperbolic and platitude uh, language. Uh, certainly aren't getting any real currency out of Tim. Uh, given the cutting remarks that come from Harold Medina, we're not gleaning anything that's of substance, uh, that's substantive uh, at this point. We've got politics that is being made out of four injured officers and one critically injured. And, you know, this is the current state of our city. You should be disappointed at that. Uh, at first and foremost, uh, police officers are there for the entire community. Uh, certainly everybody has uh, put their best foot forward when anybody hears uh about our uh, thin blue line being damaged uh, and, and attacked, uh, p- potentially ambushed. I'm not sure why that is not out there. I can tell you right now, uh, all sources, all hands on deck. And it just has to be that way. I'm disappointed in Tim Keller for playing the political card and uh, certainly uh, ostracizing it and not including Mandy Gonzalez in that. And again, it's the back and forth that we continue to see. Uh, we've got to get rid of this. Here's what's happening. And I'm going to break this down for you very evenly. Uh, so that we don't get emotional. We all understand what the problem is. We can't treat this like it's suddenly a crisis now. This has been a crisis. You know it, and I know it. This is a waste of our time to listen to the mayor wax on platitudes when it's an election year. Okay, This should have been prevented, most likely when we go to the lineage of how these particular perpetrator or perpetrators, now we have misinformation, right? Is it one or two, right, Doubt? Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some touches that happen. And Harold Medina is going out there to talk about the judicial system. Now, these are liberals and Democrats, and they want a hands-off approach. They talk a lot about cops on the corner, community beat, uh, community policing, all this like touchy-feely type language that just isn't going to work. The criminals, they're not unruly. They're emboldened. They're ready to go ahead and be the bad guys 24-7 and run this city. Your mayor's not running the city. Harold Medina's not running this city. I'm disappointed in that language that's coming out. Certainly, Bernalillo County has not become a safer place. We need a complete and total change of attitude. And the politics that has been continued to be played by these guys has led to not one but two, not three, actually three 
huge incidents. The first being last Friday at Ojos Locos, last Thursday night at Ojos Locos, where a boxer was shot and died. The second one, uh, here we're going to get the medical condition of the police officer. I'm a medical director at one of the trauma surgeons. Uh, we received a shot with victims from the shooting this morning. Uh, the first uh, was an officer who was shot at the base of the neck uh, above his bulletproof vest. He was immediately taken to the operating room for emergent exploration uh, where he was stabilized. He is now out of the OR and remains in critical condition. A second officer was shot in the chest but was protected by his bulletproof vest. Uh, if he had not had his uh, bulletproof vest on, he would have sustained catastrophic injuries. A third officer was shot in the forearm and was brought to the operating room as well. He was uh, stabilized and is now out of the operating room in stable, stable condition. A fourth officer was uh, received shrapnel injury to the eye. He's in stable condition. We did receive one person who's now in custody uh, who was treated at UNMH, and he is also in stable condition. Uh, I want to say that and my thoughts fifth. and prayers are with the officers and their families, uh, and uh, we'll keep you up to date. We seem to have a problem counting this afternoon. No, no, no that, uh, if that was five, Eddie, was that uh, five? let me just recount yes, for people who are uh, officer. Uh, let, let's um, go to uh, another analysis, and we'll get back to that. I'm a physician, and I'm chair of emergency medicine here at UNM. Um, I want to thank the chief and the mayor for the opportunity to say a few words. Um, to start with, uh, we work very closely with uh, law enforcement and um, on a daily basis, and so this is really tough, and I really want to share my thoughts and prayers for the officers and their families, and um, we're doing everything we can to make sure that they have a speedy recovery. Um, I really want to thank Dr. West and the trauma team. Um, we work very closely with them, and they do an outstanding job taking care of our patients. Um, I want to say a few words about, I think, from the front line as well as some couple of public health thoughts. So I am deeply concerned about two public health crises that we're facing in New Mexico right wow. now. The first right. one, of course, is the COVID <clears throat> pandemic. Okay, so the we'll go ahead one. and end this. Uh, again, a lot. This is the problem right me? now with Albuquerque. Wow. Wow. What's the priority? Okay. Today, this is a guy that is running the emergency room and his focus First is to speak about COVID-19. Unbelievable. I mean, right then and there, I would walk in front of that and I would stop that man from speaking. The mayor should. There are four families that are directly affected and they are thin blue line families that need to be respected above and beyond. No, we don't need to be talking about COVID-19. Now let's go to the five victims that sustained gunshot wounds. Uh, yeah, this uh, afternoon, or shrapnel. Very, very curious. I was taking down these notes. Uh, number one, uh, sh the, the woman uh, surgeon, I guess, trauma, said uh, an officer was shot in the base of the neck. Base he is neck, in right. a critical condition above the vest. So that's number the first officer. Second officer shot in the chest was wearing the bulletproof vest. She said, uh, I think she used the word catastrophic. It would have been, it would have been a ca catastrophic injury uh, without that bulletproof, bulletproof vest. Third officer was shot in the forearm. Uh, he or she has been operated on and is in stable uh, condition out of the OR. Okay. The fourth officer, I, I thought I had read something about the shrapnel was in the elbow. Uh, she said shrapnel was in the eye of this officer. Obviously a very, very serious concern. So uh, one in the eye, one in the arm. Yeah, the and no, no, no more details of that. And then she used the word person. Number five was a person now in custody in stable condition. That's all she said. That uh, would be the perpetrator. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, 
Good guys, minus four. Bad guys, plus one. As I just told you, these criminals are brazen. They'll do it on 915 at the corner of Juan Tabot and Mountain at a coffee shop, an upscale coffee shop. There's no place right now that is safe in the city. I'm not playing politics, but you know it as well as I do. If four police officers are going to sustain injuries, at this point, anybody is a candidate at any time. That's where we have gone in this city. And it's going to stop. And I'm going to make it stop. We've got to change our attitudes about how things are handled around here. We've got to stop prioritizing things that are not priorities. We need to put our safety of our community first and foremost. You know it, and I know it. This is not something that just happened today. This is something that has been precipitated for the last seven, eight years as we've gone soft on crime, soft on criminals. Have we, as we have, and you hear the rhetoric that's coming from Chief Medina right now. You hear the rhetoric that's coming from Tim Keller. What are they talking about? We need a tougher judicial. Where was this conversation the last six, seven years? It was nowhere. There's no bail bond, the bail bond reforms, the Arnold tool. All of those are the threat level assessment to tell us, the community, about whether or not that this person is a flight risk and whether or not he's going to show up for court. We have seen this over and over and over again. If you're mad and angry, ladies and gentlemen, you're not alone. In my opinion, that's 90% of the city. The 10% criminals uh, that are out there or the people that don't care or say, oh, Albuquerque is Albuquerque, they're going to be proven wrong. We're going to improve this city. We're going to improve the state as well. But it has to start here, right here at home, in the biggest population in the entire city. And I hope that each and every one of you prays for our officers that are out there. I hope that you think about them. I hope that you back the blue. I hope that you back your community. I hope that you start voting for common sense policies because tonight is not a night that people are going to go out, whether it's Ojos Locos or Dutch Brothers. This is how bad it has gotten. You can't even go to a, 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 a cool place to hang out because you might get shot. And the guns aren't the problem. No, sir. In fact, you certified good guys, you guys who went through the background checks, you guys who went through the concealed carry, you're the good guys. And the cops know it. The bad guys are the ones who are robbing houses, taking guns, and then committing uh, atrocities like at 9 this morning on Juan Debo. We'll take your calls. We'll get your reaction. We'll do all that when we return in the Kiva. We'll check on weather and traffic first before we go out. Uh, we'll see if there is uh, any more uh, questions that are being fielded. Uh, Harold Medina is back on the on the uh, on the mic. Let's go to him. Uh, we know that in a lot of ways we have a revolving door uh, within the system. In the system. Uh, so it's just all rhetoric. So this is stuff that you've never heard before. But because I'm in the race, they're now starting to talk about these things because we're holding the feet of the feet to the fire. You know that your strength by listening to this radio station and them now listening to us, you have a voice. Finally, for the first time they're hearing you, they feel threatened. Not because there's a police officer hurt. Certainly they care about that, but not as much as they care about their own political careers and not as much as they care about their jobs and maybe not having it. Pay attention, folks. Wake up. You guys have done this. Keep the pressure up. 
for the next 75 days. Let's check out weather and traffic very quickly. Rudy Grande. All right, so we put things together. We're starting with the weather. Some uh, clouds up in the sky now, but not much chance of rain. 87 degrees at the Rock of Talk now on the roadways. Again, uh, we've got that closure on Juan Tabot, uh between uh, Constitution and Lomas. So uh, what we're saying today is just use Eubank or Tramway instead. Just stay away from Juan Tabot this afternoon. All right, on the uh, highways, got some real slow traffic. If you're westbound uh, heading out of town on I-40, I got to tell you, you're going to stop at uh, uh, Route 66, the casino there, because up ahead at Tohali, everything is closed down, and it's going to be a while before that one opens as well. We're at Salon Deluxe. If you'd like to come by, join several people that already have and got uh, get your Canyon water and learn about the beauty water they have as well. This is Salon Deluxe on Southern, two block. I'm sorry, two miles west of the 528. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, I got a lot of uh, text. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, Rudy, it's Tohajali, just so you know. Tohajali, that's a hard one to say, right? And yeah, even look at it, you're right, Tohajali. <laughs> Tohajali, there it is, okay. Eddie, I just wanted to share some good news. My husband is a healthcare provider, and his employer approved his religious exemption today for awful governors and doctor disgraces illegal vaccine order. All right, that's a win. Yep, Eddie, I, I know you don't have Facebook. They're blasting MLG on this. One of the other things that's coming in is we have 50 state police officers that just started two days ago, and then this happens, and she's going to put crime first. Keep it up, guys. Uh, Eddie, any idea how many Gonzales sheriffs responded with the uh, sheriffs respond with the overload? I don't know, um, but I don't think that in a time when you have four police officers, that Mayor Tim Keller should politicize this thing and go out of his way to sort of ostracize the Berlin County Sheriff's Office. It's BS. You've got four police officers. I'm sure every single police officer that could have responded responded, including the BCSO. My gosh. Oh, no, they didn't respond because it's an election year. No, you're projecting, dude. You are absolutely projecting what you think and what you do on other people. Because that's what you did. It's disgusting. I mean, if police officer's down, I don't care about anything else. I don't care if I, I like them. I love our everyone. Any one of our men that are in that unit. We're wrapping our arms around. We're buying them lunch, dinner. We're saying thank you for your service to our community. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for getting in front of a bullet for us. Thanks for putting up with all the criminals here in this city. And it's a damn shame that Keller puts politics first instead of Albuquerque first. I put this on him. He's coddled the damn crime environment here in Albuquerque at the expense of APD. I'm going to go for a little while here. So going. That's a great slogan, Eddie. Manny and Timmy put politics first. They have. Uh, kind of feel for Harold. He's weighing over his head. I don't think he has any idea what he's doing. He basically stated everything that Tim Keller wanted him to say, and it's a, it's a damn shame. It is an absolute uh, damn shame at this point. All right. Harold is starting to realize how accountability feels, and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, when he's got a guy like me that's going to call him out. Harold Medina looks like he just did a shift at El Modelo. He's an absolute disgrace. Eddie, tell Rudy they are detouring westbound traffic to Los Lunas exit. Big backup at Los Lunas. I mean, we can't even get traffic right in the middle of the day. All this stuff is happening, and things are just getting worse. We can do better. We can improve this. You got to just care. You got to pay attention. You got to think about the issues. You got to say, uh, I don't really like that. What are we going to do to alleviate that as soon as possible? 
and go out and tell people how you're going to do it. And then and engage them so that they have buy-in to your vision about what you need to do because they understand it's a problem. They don't want to live like that. Oh, can't even get there. Uh, Eddie Bank of Albuquerque is on the corner of Constitution and Juan Tabot. Okay, I don't know what that means. You know the Sheriff SWAT responded as I reported. Okay, there you go. So Sheriff's uh, uh, SWAT also reported, not given the credit there. Is that correct? Ugh. Eddie, I was at home today. I saw a mile, I'm about a mile from the crime scene. I saw choppers and an airplane flying around my home. Once I found out what happened, I kept uh, my loaded 1911 next to me as I worked. But like 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning and you're looking for your gun. That's a problem. If you're out looking for your gun, if you're out looking for your uh, barbecue pistol, your 1911, let me tell you, things aren't good. The real indicator about how bad things are is you're searching for your gun at 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning. Nice sunny yeah. Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, that that's the state of this city. In the middle of summer. I saw choppers and an airplane flying around me. I kept my loaded 1911. That was the first time I had to do that in my entire life. I also stepped out and walked my house, make sure nobody was hiding in the yard. Keller and Manny Gonzalez and MLG own this. What do they all have in common? They're all Democrats. Soft on crime. Let's look at the Democrat program of crime fighting here. Eddie, uh, did the doctor just go on about COVID? Yes, you really just heard that. You really honestly just heard. not a parody. Yeah, that was uh, literally the first thing he brought up was COVID. Yep. Before he was going to get on to anything else. Four officers wounded, and he starts off with COVID. I I wonder when the last time that man actually paid attention to anything besides his paycheck and what trip he's going to take to Europe next. That's how half these doctors are. Not meaning to ostracize these doctors uh, either and put them out there, but they're out of touch. And some of them are so incredibly overworked, I guess how can we blame them for not paying attention uh, to what's happening? And, and and the grace and the thanks for Tim Keller, please. Reminder, all in-house. Uh, okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Eddie, my Glock is always on me. Mine too. You got a 43X. 10 x as should yours be my glock is only there so i can fight my way to my long guns that is great <laughs> i just love <laughs> that oh let me give me a hug i saw a guy i was over at the uh, candy lady i walked in and i walked in and the guy has a gun on his hip and i was like oh this is awesome i feel good i just feel i don't know what Absolutely. it is i don't know what it is i like guys who are running around with guns i just do okay uh, totally fine with that Eddie, for the first time in my life, uh, well, about a, almost a week ago, I, we, I was driving someone to Arizona to pick up a, a new dog for, for in Corrales. Yep. And I looked up the law to see if I could carry my weapon in that vehicle. And, and according to yes. the statute, basically, if, if the gun is in your car, now yes. we've got a lot of gun guys. If I get this wrong, please text and call. Uh, and, I just told, you don't and, even have to say the rest. It's right. That's yeah. your domicile. Yeah. Um, it is, if it's there for the protection of either your property, the car, or someone else's property, if you're driving the car for someone, which I was doing. And so I said to myself, New Mexico is awfully dangerous. We're driving a long way. I brought the Glock on that trip. Good. You know? Yeah. And, you know, so many hands make light work. And you want to talk about, uh, you know, uh, deferring uh, any type of threats to you. Uh, that's what will happen when you uh, carry. And you got to practice, too. Going on to Calibers and uh, yep. Louis Sanchez. Better to uh, have it and not need it than need it and not have it. There you go. Meanwhile, Hollywood is filming all over town. Didn't know. What are they filming? 
Uh, Eddie, I tried to screen record last night uh, to show the foolish Timmy and Manny answers, but Apple blocked the audio. Of course, you can't do it. And I'm not going to get an, uh, a video of that, by the way. Uh, not just a block, a half, half a mile, a half a block away from Manzano. Elementary schools, charters, uh, APS Chillwood, too. Had to call the wife and tell her to get the, uh, wow, the 40 cal out of the safe as she was working from home today. That was Lomas and Tramway. That was right there. That was right there. <sighs> Here we go. Oh, wow. Everyone's sending me pictures of their guns. Love that. I, uh, I'm being scrambled. Why am I being scrambled? 4.15. Well, it's because, oh, so I know why scrambling, because everyone's rushing to get pull the internet. So that's what happens when everybody logs on at one time. Uh, I figured that out uh, by talking to the internet guys. Eddie, when an officer is injured, regardless of cause, all officers, regardless of department, will respond. Woe to the a-holes that are the bad guys. That's what we need. So you understand what's happening. But remember, at that time, crime in the rest of the city, very vulnerable. The rest of the population is very vulnerable when that happens. Eddie, on a different note, Governor-elect J. Governor-elect. Governor. Uh, candidate uh, J Block put Liz Thompson in her place on Twitter. It was classic. She denied MLG sexual abuse scandals. Do you know anything about that? No, but I can check it out. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Uh, Eddie, I know you don't have Facebook, but they're blasting MLG. Uh, and MLG put out a, a statement three hours ago. It says public official. <laughs> it says, I am deeply, deeply troubled by the shooting of four Albuquerque police. Troubled. I'm troubled. He's certainly troubled. I'll agree four with that. police officers. Uh, troubled. Trouble. Department officers on the line of duty this morning all across the state law enforcement personnel put their lives on line every single day for New Mexicans. When is she back to blue? Did we not just did we not just put this ridiculous law in place that goes against law enforcement here? That they have to defend themselves? My thoughts are with those injured today and their families. Please join me in praying. Wow, she prays. <laughs> you know what I got out of this? She prays for speedy and complete recoveries as we await additional details. Well, we got them, and uh, we appreciate uh, your interest. Uh, Eddie, uh, there were two Albuquerque police cars behind the gates of the Tanawanese Country Club neighborhood earlier. I was stopped to tell them how sorry I was. They couldn't tell me why they were there, but we did hear the sirens. One of the officers was crying on another note. Albertsons is paying employees $100 to take the jab. Boycott Albertsons. That's all I can tell you, folks. Right there. Uh, Medina just said those who are spreading misinformation need to stop. Is he talking about you? Now they're all now they're all about supporting the police. I can't breathe. Yeah, remember Tim Keller? That's going to come back to haunt him. My name is okay, and I live in Albuquerque. Yes, but I'm not going to say your name just so you guys know when you guys all come in. I know that some people are uh, very sensitive about uh, having their name. I'm just not going to do it, even if you do give me their, your name, and you have to tell me that you want that. Uh, my name is, and I live in Albuquerque. I spoke with my glass replacement representative yesterday for some windows in my home, and he's extremely busy. He told me that he has never seen so many break-ins at the time he was in the South Valley. He said that the vandals are just unbelievable what's happening, and it's horrible. I'm afraid it will get worse if we don't do something uh, about the border. Thank you for taking my text, and I am voting for you. Thank you very much. Eddie, I believe in uh, humanity. The majority is good. We all should feel safer in an armed society. I, I do. Only criminals should wish to disarm the rest of us. That's what they want. Um, Eddie, when you're mayor, please bring back bail bonds and bounty hunters. Boy, do you realize that that's going to be a full-time job to try and get back to that point where we have bail bondsmen and bounty hunters that hold families accountable? And 
If they can't bond out, they stay. Well, I've really got to delve into that. I think that's the hard work. The doctor at UNMH says it's gun control. I didn't. I didn't listen to the rest of that. Did after the COVID? Uh, are we talking about guns as a healthcare epidemic? Uh, that's been a, uh, a a spin argument for them for years, which is guns are a are a public health crisis. They've been using that for years and years and years. It's not an issue of civil liberties or self defense. It's a uh, it's a public health crisis. The availability of, of guns in our society. Uh, maybe start donations for the policemen. I can't do that. I'm running for office. I'm running to be your mayor. That's not something I can do. If you want to sign up right now, go to fight4505.com. That's the best I can do. Sign up. Uh, become uh, someone who puts a sign up or someone who wants to volunteer. Fight4505.com. Uh, Eddie, this incident today is a direct result of liberal leadership, Democrat leadership. When you have people, individuals, politicians downplaying the importance of the role that police officers play in our society, is wanting to defund them and criticizing every little move they make, this is what you get. Bingo. Nailed it. Uh, both uh, Manny Gonzalez and Tim Keller, uh, both uh, Democrats, both liberals uh, at that, regardless of what you say about someone being a conservative. You're a registered Democrat and you have, have an opportunity to be a Republican. <laughs> all my guns are COVID shooting weapons. You know, when all the guns are gone, COVID magically goes away. Uh, let's see. We've still got more, believe it or not, folks. Uh, yeah, please don't. I don't, I, I'm trying to get through your photos. Sounds like Buddy Hackett, uh, and looks like Uncle Fester. I think he's referring to, uh, Medina. Cop killers need to go straight to the gas chamber. I agree with that. Uh, is there any mandatory place, uh, for the death penalty in this country if you kill a cop? Uh, do you know, Chad? Can you just see if there's one state? I would just like to know if there's one state. There's capital punishment for... Gotta be in the South somewhere. (laughs) Um, Joe Monahan had a link to the form. No, he did not. Nobody can get it. And then uh, we'll get to that. So that is it. Boy, that's a lot of text. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure there's somebody. All right, one more check on weather and traffic. We'll take... Actually, we'll take a call first, then I'll go to weather and traffic. Uh, Go ahead, caller. You're in the Kiva. Uh, Good evening. I I missed the debate last night, but... um, I, I tell you, um, I, I'm pulling for you. We, we got to get this child out of the mayor's office. This is ridiculous. That camera-loving little pretty boy is uh, done nothing but make uh, things worse in Albuquerque by his poor leadership. I mean, uh, I don't think that uh, $30,000 Rainbow Crosswalk did a damn thing to curb crime in this city. Maybe he should have painted two or three of them. I don't know. But all I know is that little boy has to leave. Good one. I appreciate that uh, very much. Thanks for the call, caller. What did you find, Dad? Uh, Believe it or not, according to this uh, legal website, cop killers are not always sentenced to death, even in states that would normally consider, uh, we would normally consider to be highly pro-death penalty. Uh, For example, recently a cop killer in Arizona was sentenced to life life in prison with the possibility of parole. In Nevada, a gang member who robbed and killed a police officer in his home was sentenced to life without parole. In that case, prosecutors decided to accept the cop killer's plea deal because there were concerns a jury might not agree on the death sentence. In some states, such as Illinois, the murder of a police officer actually carries a mandatory life sentence. A Chicago man convicted of killing a police officer execution style by shooting him twice in the back of the head also received a life sentence without parole. So it is far from automatic in a lot of places uh, where they go for the death penalty. Wow. There you go. Thanks for the research. Uh, Let's go weather traffic, Rudy Grande. 
right, putting things together, starting with the weather. It's uh, going to be partly cloudy the rest of the day, 87 at the Rock of Talk. All right, here is what is happening on westbound and eastbound. Two separate problems, I-40, and it's as you make your way west out of Albuquerque. First of all, on the eastbound, the one heading to Albuquerque, eastbound I-40 at Tanyancito School Road, we have an accident that has got all lanes blocked, and that's why it's backed up all the way to Highway 6, which is the exit that takes you into Las Lunas, hence the reason on the eastbound side they are taking you to Las Lunas. All right, now on the westbound side at Rio Puerto, we have a new accident that happened 20 minutes ago. That has got two lanes, uh, both lanes blocked, and that's why that is so slow for about four miles right at the moment. A lot of folks had gotten the word earlier on the slow I-40, and so what they're using is I-25 into Los Lunas, and you'll find heading into Los Lunas about a mile before Main Street's exit. It is a it is a parking lot because people are using the highway to go rejoin I-40. That is the way it is on the I-40. Stay away from it this evening. Also, stay away from uh, Juan Tabot right now between Lomas and Constitution. Use Eubank or Tramway this evening. All right, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, thanks, Rudy. Thanks for the update. I was going to try and uh, uh, get with uh, Murder Mike since the first hour is uh, uninterrupted, uh, complete and uh, total discussion about crime, what's happening, your reactions, uh, etc. And for those of you who are extending your prayers, on behalf of the police officers, four police officers hit today. Four police officers. I mean, that's got to be uh, an absolute percentage record, I think, for any uh, police office uh, uh, group in the entire country. I mean, four out of, what, 353? Or what's our numbers now, 900? It depends on how you count them. Who's in uh, internal affairs, uh, et cetera? I'm going to get with uh, Murder Mike in a second. Arrest warrant issued for the man accused of the deadly Ojos Locos over a shot delivered to the wrong table, by the way. That's what the fight was about. Yeah. Shot delivered to the wrong table, and that's what the okay. fight was about. Yeah. Welcome to Mad Maxville, folks. Mm-hmm. Heidi just got the word from the New Mexico State Fair staff that the governor has mandated that all attendees, you know, no one's going to care about this stuff. No one's going to care about after what has happened today, what has been happening in our city. No one's going to put up with this. Do you realize that? People are going to be like, I'm not putting on my mask. I'm not complying with any of this COVID-19 crap that's going on. I'm going to choose for myself. If those people want to go ahead and shut in, do whatever, uh, these businesses are going to stay open. They don't care. I mean, this is sort of, I hate to say this right now, but you can compare this to uh, several cities in Mexico where there's no level of threats, intimidation that comes from the state, uh, that, that come from the cartels that's going to keep them from deciding that they're going to make a few dollars here and there to go ahead and uh, keep their own food on their own table. They, they just aren't going to do it. I can tell you that right and, now. And just for uh, historical memory, Eddie, last month was the five-year anniversary of the Dallas incident uh, in which a psychopath, right. Micah Xavier Johnson, five officers. Uh, purposely ambushed a group of officers, uh, shot and killed five, wounded nine others. So we just passed the five-year mark for that. I was uh, 14 in all that day. Uh, I met uh, Dallas PD, who was hanging out uh, the following weekend, not that weekend, but the following weekend when that happened. And they just couldn't believe the assault on the police officers. And again, the media is just totally going PC. Oh, he must have mental issues. He must have this. And no, he went out there to ambush those police officers. I believe he was shooting from the third or the fourth floor of a parking garage yep, yep, yep. and picking them off. Is that not correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, they got him with that bomb, uh, the robot bomb. Uh, it took like eight hours, right, yeah. before, they, before they finally uh, got to 
uh, where he was. Just absolutely disgusting. Every day, say a prayer uh, for our police officers. Uh, Hyatt, he just got word from the New Mexico State Fair. Governor has mandated all attendees to the fair must show proof of vaccination. Otherwise, no admittance. Good. We won't go. Uh, the false information that's being put out by the news media saying that we expect even higher numbers. I saw that. that did, did, did In a journal. That, yes. Did you yes. see that ridiculous It'll drive story? more people to the state fair. Yeah. Right. Uh, sure it will. I can tell you, I, I'm going to bet. I think I'm, gonna, I'm right on the soccer stadium. I'm certainly right on this. People are just like, we're done. I'm done with this crap. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just not. I'm thinking record low attendance. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was the attendance last year? Oh, yeah, that question. was record low. Yeah, that was uh, no no people, exactly zero. <laughs> yeah, that was a record low attendance, and we can't beat that. But let's try to get close. Oh, <laughs> uh, there we go. I helped set up the State Fair veterans in this year's 20th anniversary for 9/11 remembrance event. But since I refuse to get the jab, I will not be doing the events, Eddie. Just thought you should know what the little dictator is doing. We're always aware of what she's doing. Uh, COVID tip bullets are double dangerous. Masks can be. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's funny, but it's not funny. Hi, Eddie. Prayers to those officers and their families. Unusual robbery at the uh, Dutch Brothers Coffee Shop here in Rio. Can only take credit and debit. No cash on site. Okay, so let's stop there for a sec. When the news media is putting out that there's a robbery at a Dutch Brothers, have you ever been through Dutch Brothers? Do you know what happened? Does anybody know what the, what happens the first time that you go through a Dutch Brothers? Ever. Is this your first time here? What do they tell you? What would you like and you don't pay? Interesting. They give it to you. Okay. Every single time. That was your first time. to. Uh, what should I order? I don't know. Just show up. We'll get you because we want you to come back a second, a third, a fourth. It's great, great coffee. Absolutely great coffee. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, plus so many people who are regular customers pay with a card anyway. How much cash is is available? Precisely. So I think the whole entire uh, narrative about a quote-unquote robbery, I think this was an ambush, uh, as was originally reported to me, uh, by two other police officers. That's about all I can tell you, folks. When I tell you something, I feel pretty good about it, enough uh, about it to tell you about it. Are you not sure how legally, uh, how legally, but all our neighborhoods know who these scumbags are and, and could eradicate this problem tomorrow if there was some way to deputize responsible people to help the police. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll have to look at that because then there's responsibility, liability. Oh, we got we got a car show happening outside. Uh, here we are. Normally we do, Sunday nights. The only solution to uh, get this under control is to get good people empowered to help fight crime. Yeah, that I would agree with the second one. Uh, absolutely. All right. So, uh, to encapsulate everything, synopsize uh, what we've covered: four police officers injured, two directly hit, uh, two others hit with shrapnel. One in critical condition. Please pray for him. Uh, event occurred this morning at 9:15 a.m. Oh yeah, I've got all. This is my reporter that's out there. And yeah, I spoke to the owner of Federico's, and uh, that is actually what was being robbed. Is Federico's open that early? Look at the uh, opening times for Federico's. I'd be interested in that. It's uh, Federico's uh, uh, food. So here we go. We got misinformation. Let's break that down real quick. 9.15 this morning. One uh, reportedly with an AR-15, another with a uh, pistol uh, from my guy down there. And, you know, traffic is still, people are still doing a lot of looky-loos. The crime scene. Uh, oh, I guess Federico's. Is that, are you sure it's not Filiberto's? I guess Federico's. It's 24 hours a day, by the way. 
Albuquerque Police Department mobile community substation uh, continues to be out there. Uh, we're not sure at this point, given between the news and what's reported uh, on the uh, podium uh, this afternoon in front of the University of New Mexico Hospital, uh, whether or not there was one suspect or two suspects. Uh, news media qualified it, as well as I did, as two suspects. Uh, and then this afternoon, we got the report that was only one suspect, and uh, everything was uh, culminating uh, and terminated in terms of the shelter in place at Manzano uh, High School, as well as other area schools uh, as of 1227 uh, here this afternoon. Yep, he says uh, Federico. So there we are. I appreciate that. So 24 hours a day, Federico's. Federico's is 24 hours. Okay, everyone else is texting. So there we go. I think we got more information than you guys are about to get, and all the news media will report exactly like it does a lot of the time on what we talk about every single day. Any other? Uh, just one sure. quick thing, Eddie. If you go to the Albuquerque Police Department Twitter account, I know a lot of people don't participate in Twitter, but they have a uh, set up a separate website where you can submit uh, your reports, your what you saw, maybe if you had pictures or what's going on. It's a specific evidence portal, so go to uh, just on, on search engine Albuquerque Police Department. They have a, an individual website where you can submit, uh, you just click here and it says the, the incident at Wantabo and Lomas, and uh, uh, it's called the Evidence Submission Portal, and you can get that through their Twitter account if you saw anything out of the ordinary or something you think they should know about. All right, very good. Uh, there we have uh, 87 uh, homicides uh, on the year. Uh, the 87th coming last night at 511 Bridge Boulevard, uh, southwest at 12.40 a.m., Early Thursday, found a man unresponsive in an alley. Uh, officials at the scene found the man had a puncture to his heart from an apparent stabbing. Uh, remember, we are also counting uh, those uh, three state police. Question came in yesterday. Are we sending state police out to go ahead and pad the numbers? I don't believe so, but I don't know. Hit the top of the hour news. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. <laughs> USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Three fully vaccinated U.S. Senators are in isolation at their homes after testing positive for COVID-19. They are Mississippi Republican Roger Wicker, Maine Independent Senator August King, and Colorado Democrat Senator John Hickenlooper. All three lawmakers reported getting tested after experiencing mild symptoms. Regarding these breakthrough cases, Fox News medical contributor Dr. Marty McCrary reminds us. This is something I think we've not mentally uh, come to accept as a society. We've been trying to achieve COVID elimination and eradication is just not going to be possible. We're going to see breakthrough infections. They will be mild. Hopefully we're going to see better therapeutics in the fall help us with that. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby admitted on Thursday that the U.S. government doesn't know how many Americans are in Afghanistan. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, accident reinforced, you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people with life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. 
Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. These policy points and availability vary by state. President Biden says he's directing the Department of Education to use its legal authority against governors who are attempting to block and intimidate local school districts from requiring students and teachers to wear masks to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis believes President Biden is obsessed with the mask issue. You gotta wonder, where are your priorities that you're so obsessed with this issue and so obsessed with taking away parents' rights and you're letting Afghanistan burn, our border burn, and so many other things in our country fall to pieces? That audio courtesy of Fox News. The National Weather Service is predicting Tropical Storm Henri will grow to hurricane strength by Friday. The storm is currently about 800 miles south of Nantucket, Massachusetts, strengthening as it moves closer to the United States' eastern seaboard. More news online at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out the War Raw podcast right now. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The United Kingdom's parliament and Brexit leader is reacting to President Biden's words and actions regarding Afghanistan. The United Kingdom is speaking out against President Biden and America. Parliament's distrust of American leadership is front and center in our relationship. From the floor of Parliament Wednesday, Tom Tugendhat. To see their commander-in-chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran, it's shameful. Those who have never fought for the colors they fly should be careful about criticizing those who have. UK Brexit party leader Nigel Farage on Fox News Thursday. Joe Biden shows unilaterally, without any consultation with NATO, without any consultation with us, your closest ally for the last century and a bit more, chose unilaterally to decide the timing and the method by which American troops would leave Afghanistan. It is certainly not how you treat a NATO alliance, which since the late 1940s has done so much to preserve peace in the world. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The deadline for the Federal Trade Commission to file an amended antitrust complaint against Facebook is today. Regulators filing a lawsuit against the social media giant in December, accusing it of harming its smaller competitors by purchasing Instagram and WhatsApp. The judge in the case has criticized parts of the FTC's case, giving them time to change their complaint. For USA Radio. All right, let's get the second hour underway, starting with the weather. Partly cloudy and 87 degrees at the Rock of Talk. Six problems. Here they go. Paseo del Norte, westbound, right past the river. An accident that puts you on the brakes all the way back to I-25. I-25 northbound, Sunport, at Sunport, we have an accident. Up ahead at Avenida Cesar Chavez, another accident. But all in all, I-25 northbound is going to stay tight to central. If your drive takes you out west of Albuquerque, about three miles west of Nine Mile Hill is where you're going to hit the brakes an accident up ahead at Rio Puerto is going to be the reason for that if you're eastbound on I-40 it is a Canyon Cito school road where that accident puts you on brakes all the way back to Highway 6 and they're going to divert you into Los Lunas via Highway 6 again stay away from uh 
Wantabo this afternoon uh, between Lomas and uh, Constitution. Use Eubank or Tramway. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FMRockOfTalk.com. You can find us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. We are live, hour number two, podcasting on Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can also download our apps both for RockOfTalk.tv and RockOfTalk.com. An abysmal day here in the city of Albuquerque. Four police officers uh, injured. That's the official count. Everyone is reporting something different at this point. Uh, you heard uh, Harold Medina come out and say there was only one uh, perpetrator. No, there was actually two is what we've got now. So let me read this as it comes in. Uh, those of you who are collect- uh, connected directly to uh, law enforcement have also been uh, calling it or texting in and letting us know some of the, uh, the details. And uh, we were suggesting that it might be an ambush. And then it's not Dutch Brothers. It's Federico's. Okay, so now we know it's Federico's 24 hours a day. Uh, it wasn't Dutch Brothers. So you guys are out there making this happen. So uh, way to go. My brother, who's a burglary detective, Eddie, tells me it was a robbery uh, that was on the scene. I asked him about a possible ambush, and he disagreed. So we're going to go with that, okay? So I think that's fair uh, as we go. I mean, we can't trust our media, so we've got to go ahead and do what we can here. Eddie, the thing that's really terrible is that Federico's is no longer going to be a 24 hours now that it was robbed, I mean, between COVID and everything else that has shut down these places, and on top of that, as they're reopening, getting their uh, wits about them within the the first, you know, eight nine months of this year, then they they have that happen. Uh, let's see, Rio Grande. <laughs> Come on, guys, let, let's stay uh, let's stay serious here, okay? Really, honestly, given the somberness and the seriousness of the day, how about we carry that tone going forward? Hello, buddy. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, I'm in the middle of a show. Uh, let's see. If it's in your neighborhood, and you know the problem. Houses people and what they are, but they can't do anything. And yourself and the police can't do anything until they commit a crime. Then what's the solution? Please tell me what you will do when you're mayor. What would our grandfathers do with these people in their neighborhoods? Well, I'll tell you what we're not going to do is we're not going to be doing gun buybacks uh, first and foremost. We're not going to be blaming the guns uh, with our rhetoric and saying, well, the guns are the problem. I mean, this, this is 9.15 on a, a, a Thursday morning. Uh, in terms of uh, patrolling, putting people out on the streets, uh, we're already hugely understaffed. If I give you the actual answer to this, and this is I'm just learning, the entirety of last night's uh, debate, guess what? Not recorded. You know what else stopped during that very same time? In the age of everything's recorded, you know what was not recorded? Yeah, last night's debate. <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised, Dowd. I, I know that uh, you watched it. Uh, why don't you kind of, uh, since we're here, uh, uh, your overview of uh, what happened uh, last night. It was uh, Mike Eddie Aragon uh, versus Tim Keller, Mayor and uh, uh, Sheriff Gonzalez. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> I just... That line from Lily Tomlin, no matter how cynical I get, I just keep up. Um, you know, I can't see uh, a performance by someone last night in, in, a, in an objective way because we, uh, we have a relationship and an, an arrangement. Uh, and so I really tried to focus on the other two guys uh, and in what how they came across. And, you know, to me, 
I know it's a cliche, but usually when the when an incumbent is running for office, it, it becomes a referendum on that incumbent. Our time's good, our time's bad. Uh, you can very easily, you know, incumbents are generally reelected, but when times are bad, when they're catastrophically bad, you can beat an incumbent. And uh, I would say times are rather bad in Albuquerque right now. So I'm interested in who emerges as the as the anti Keller. Uh, hey, wait, it, wait, wait! I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you. Yep. Guess what? We just found it on YouTube. It only has 50 views. Somebody was able to get it up. Nice. And it's so, worth watching, uh, folks. We're going to send everybody to fightfor505.com if you want to watch uh, last night's debate. Sweet. Yeah. In fact, uh, Rudy, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. I just uh, texted you the link. Uh, just Can you text me? I've got too many text messages here. Text and just say hi really quick and I'll send it to you. Uh, to you, and then put it at fight for five hundred five. Replace the link that's currently there. Okay. All right, link from last night gone. I'll get the new one when you get it to me. Okay. Right. Just as, can you just text me real quick and just say hi, so I can. Say, I I've got too many texts in front of me. Thank you. All right, go ahead, Doug. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking to again. I'm supposed to be an objective, teacher, so it's very difficult to me for me to be objective about one of the last night as as I was watching. That's interested in. Does somebody as alternative to the incumbent? Are people angry enough? And I. I hope people are angry enough to make a change, not in this city, but also in the state. We need to make sweeping changes. And so I was really more focused on the other candidates. And I, I know uh, I know what Eddie stands for. People asking questions about, you know, Eddie, what do you, what's your stand? I mean, folks, he's pretty much an open book. Um, and, and you'll learn more moving forward, of course, in the next few months, if you haven't been aware of his work for many years in his community trying to turn things around. But uh, a lot of, and Eddie, you said it right, a cue card reading, pre-programmed stuff, so, so I need you to start uh, from the beginning, believe it or not. Okay. Nobody could ha have heard anything that you said. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened. I think it was on my end. My oh, okay. apologies. That's a that's a rarity for me. Yeah. I'm usually uh, straight up technical. Oh, people are always trying to shut me up. So All right. So, <laughs> okay, let's start this again. Sure. Hey, Dowd, what did you think about last night's debate? Now that it's available online and you can now find it at fightfor505.com. Funny you should ask, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, I did <laughs> tune into uh, the great majority of it. I was trying to cook dinner last night. I missed, a, I missed a few spots. But from my perspective, I could never claim to be objective. You know, I can give you objectivity on everything. But I, I kind of know Eddie Aragon. <laughs> we, we have a, a relationship, an arrangement. So I wanted to really kind of step a little bit away and look at the other two from the perspective of well, certainly Manny, from the perspective of, of can that guy emerge as the alternative to the incumbent? Because traditionally in politics, uh, if you're an incumbent, you know, your reelection chances are your, your chances of being reelected are elected are as reelected are as high as your chances of not dying from COVID. You know, they're around 99% or, or more. But as we learned with Jimmy Carter, I'll, I'll give you a federal example. As we learned with George HW Bush, when times are tough, people, react to the incumbent. They don't like what they see. They don't have confidence in the incumbent. So my question for weeks now has been two of these two alternatives becomes the, the alternative to Tim Keller. If you, if you're, you want to, if you're angry about the conditions in Albuquerque, and if you're not, you should be, uh, who emerges as a, a more attractive, uh, alternative as the best alternative, the better alternative to Tim Keller. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to insult Manny Gonzalez, Marine Corvette probably could beat, beat me up in two seconds. Uh, you know, served in law enforcement, but I, I actually texted Eddie during the debate. Just Manny, from politically, vision-wise, leadership. I mean, Manny is a weak sister. Uh, a lot of that pre-program stuff that you, you know, political consultant pre-programming, reach across the aisle. Uh, I don't call them homeless. I call them people in Christ. I mean, just 
crammed through and through. Um, this is the guy the Republican Brain Trust in New Mexico has picked uh, to, to, to carry across the, the finish line and, and get the Democrat out as mayor of the, of the biggest city in the state. Uh, very, 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 very uh, strange. He played the race card, which I thought was really, I mean. Yeah, can you stop there on that? I think that was an interesting, uh, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't for sort of feature that. Why don't you go ahead and uh, give proper attributes? Go ahead and watch it. You can go to directly to KOB.com. That's KOB.com uh, for the entirety of that. But let's, uh, is that okay? Can we uh, and, and play that? I think I, I'm okay and, and play that. In its, and they were the only uh, news station that actually picked up on that. So we can do that. And given where we're at with crime, ironically enough, and now we have four police officers, folks, four police officers uh, that have uh, taken taken a hit today. And one is in critical Rick. condition. Uh, I think this is something that uh, maybe you should hear. I think uh, the, the setup for this, and by the way, I cannot raise any money until next Tuesday or I should say I could, but I'm not uh, about to raise it until I'm actually across the finish line in the Berlin County because shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Uh, we know what that's like. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I know that uh, I do realize that other radio stations and other places are going to talk about this, but they will never mention my name. I've been completely blacked out. So what you guys need to do um, is make sure that if you're behind me, get my name out as many places as possible. Here it is. Earn that job as Albuquerque's next mayor gave voters a lot to think about tonight. And in a campaign that's already been filled with attacks, accusations, and drama, we got another round this evening. Chase Golightly listened in as they battled it out in their first virtual mayoral forum. And Chase, uh, none of them went too easy on each other. Tessa, that's right. There was plenty of blame to go around amongst all three candidates tonight. From our crime crisis to COVID, it's clear Albuquerque would get vastly different plans which, with whomever wins this race. Warm-up necessary. All three candidates running for Albuquerque mayor went straight for the attack. The sheriff said he's the smartest person on law enforcement, so um, I just disagree. The incumbent is using his privilege and position of power to disenfranchise a minority candidate from running. I guess he thinks that he is just the only minority candidate. Your thoughts on that? That is what uh, Dowd is talking about in playing the race card. Yeah, that was. That, I, I just think it's reprehensible, and I, I don't. I don't recall you saying anything uh, in those terms. Obviously, Albuquerque, huge Hispanic population, but uh, this is the guy you picked. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, I just. I, I, come on, come on. And I think what, what what struck me. Did you want to play more of that, Eddie? Or I will after you okay. commentary. Um, First of all, he kept saying, uh, I didn't hear the question, which is not a, you know, optics wise, that's not great. Uh, he, you know, sort of typical, he's got to be backed by Republican uh, operatives because he didn't answer a number of these questions where Eddie gave you a very, you can like, you don't have to like Eddie's answers, you can love Eddie's answers, but you can't argue that he gave you a very clear position. Um, two things really stood out with, with Manny. Um, he asked, uh, they asked about the stadium. Uh, he talked about, you know, just very platitudes, I'll work with people. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's approved, he didn't supply his position. He didn't say whether he was for or against it. Eddie's been very clear about his position. You can disagree with Eddie's position, but you can't say the guy hasn't taken a position. Uh, very, very weird. And then, of course, this this um, there's a covid question. Uh, and, and, and Eddie was very clear uh, about about uh, about, about his position. And, and Manny basically do- completely dodged the the COVID stuff to get into any kind of specifics where Eddie did get into specifics and Manny basically just tried to, you know, they tell you the political 
operative professionals tell you don't answer the question. You know, they ask you answer the question you want to answer. And he just dove into this, you know, he's kind of sideswiped and went off to crime again, which is not really linked, you know, <laughs> contrary to what we heard at the press conference earlier today, COVID and crime are two separate issues in Albuquerque yeah. and in New Mexico. So, I mean, this is a guy who won't really give you uh, a straight answer and just the nonstop, no one's worked across the aisle uh, more than I did. This is a, this, I took an exact quote from him last night. Anything that pits people against each other is bad. Well, Manny, we have a competitive political process in our country. Uh, we have debates or, or at least joint appearances before uh, we elect people. We have different parties. Uh, we have campaign ads where people criticize each other. Uh, we have people go out and knock on doors and defend their candidates. Uh, it's competitive in its very nature. So this notion of, and this is the Republican Party in New Mexico, we, everybody has a piece of the answer. We don't want, we don't want to have any more politics. We're going to get beyond this. I think at one point he said, I'm going to hire competent professionals uh, who understand the role of government and to staff us and provide the services that people are lacking. Wow. I mean, that's visionary stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I think that it recalls the old Wendell, Wendell Wilkie um, commercial from 1944. <laughs> um, the future lies ahead of us. Uh, okay, Wendell, go, go back to the law firm. Um, Way to so, go, Captain Obvious. <laughs> so, listen, I'm not trying to insult the man. He could kick my butt, I'm sure. Uh, you know, any any Marine at any age could kick my butt. Even Even future Marines could kick my butt right now. But um, he's just, uh, he's, as I said, I sent the text to Eddie, he's just a weak sister. And I don't know if you're, if you were looking for an alternative to Tim Keller, I think there's probably a different candidate you should be looking at. And very quickly about Keller, and I, I texted this to Eddie last night. He seemed kind of smarmy and, and, and kind of smug. When, when doesn't he appear? That uh, even, way? even more than normal. Yeah. And, you know, he seemed to be not engaged. Uh, he's a low energy guy. Okay. Okay. He's a low energy guy. Seemed to be very low energy. And people talk about Manny reading the cue cards. It seemed to me very clear at the, at the, at the closing statements that Keller was reading cue cards as well. And, uh, you can watch for yourself, ladies and gentlemen, and decide if the third member of that debate was ever reading cue cards. All right. So, uh, fight for 505.com. That's fight for 505.com. If you want to watch it, fight for 505.com. So that's all you need to do is just go ahead and put that out there. And uh, then you can go ahead and watch it right there. And then uh, I'll upload it and put it on uh, on another uh, platform. That way we have uh, full access to it because you can't trust this stuff. You, you just can't. Fight for 505.com. Uh, just some advice. If you're dealing with one, if you're talking to one of these candidates or one of their operatives, please nail them down on specifics. Don't let any candidate for any race get away with the vague stuff about, you know, we all are part of the solution and we're just going to get everyone together. And I'm going to talk to our best economic developers to build that stadium. Well, Manny, how are you going to vote on it? Why don't you tell us how you're going to vote on it on election day? All right, let's get to the rest of the report from KOB Channel 4, KOB.com. Leadership, both in uh, in Bernalillo County as well as the city of Albuquerque, is abysmal. Incumbent Mayor Tim Keller, Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, and the newest candidate, local radio host Eddie Aragon, all virtually participated in the first mayoral forum in this year's race. No shock, the major topic tonight, fighting Albuquerque's soaring violent crime rate. I'm going to force longer detainment of criminals, stage officer pay, remove overtime. That's $20 million right now. These guys need to have balanced lives. And what we're going to do is we're going to fleece out all. I felt like uh, that was uh, basically what Medina said today. Is that what he said? I think he pretty much said the same thing. All the unconstitutional uh, policies that are out there to include sanctuary cities. I've invested over $38 million in crime fighting in Albuquerque. And all of those programs, including gunshot detection, are coming online. And their positions on... Well, that's uh, apparently throwing money at the problem uh, isn't working. 
obviously not working. What's wrong with his mic? Did you hear the difference in the mic? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I got to say, uh, when you go in, and I literally move from where I stand every single day. I do. I stand all three hours of the show. I think people need to understand that. I don't know that they do, but he does, I do folks. that. I run the board, and then I literally took a drink of water, made a couple of phone calls, went across to the table over there, and I sat down in front of him like, I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> I'm like, this is exciting. Leading the city out of this pandemic, we're equally across the board. You can't shut down their businesses where this state is already economically the worst in the country. Supporting small businesses that would have gone out of business to rolling out 20 million plus in economic development program. A huge proponent of uh, medical choice and allowing people to make their own decisions. But Keller and Gonzalez had. So it's funny how they took something that has nothing to do with business and then they put that with, uh, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the, it, like my COVID 19 answer. So here's what's really interesting about that. And this is what's going to happen. They're going to use this, uh, they'll leverage this as much as they possible to sort of pin you into certain ideas about uh, candidates is I'm not going to get the fair stuff, and that's fine because we have the opportunity to go ahead and broadcast here. Uh, you should also understand that this is not electioneering. Uh, that can only happen within 60 days. Electioneering is actually something, if I'm not mistaken, Alan Weber went after his opponents for mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. campaigning. So uh, here's what Joe Monahan wrote, which I thought was pretty interesting. <clears throat> um, and I was mentioned a few more times than, than Manny uh, from Mayor Keller. So that was really interesting. Um, they called me a soundbite candidate, but then it said, uh, as expected, Republican radio talk show host Eddie Aragon came with the most controversial comments. Oh, most controversial. Here we go. I'm the, I'm the, what, am I a COVID denier? Is that, is that supporting BLM and screaming, <laughs> I can't breathe? That's not controversial in America. No, no, no. Uh, he had the, uh, the most controversial comments as he worked the Trump angle. I don't know, even know where did Trump, was Trump ever did come up once? Yeah. That they included his quote unquote my body my choice. Last time I heard that being said, it was said That's by Mayral uh, <laughs> National Abortion Rights Action League. My body my choice platform when it comes to taking the COVID vaccine, which he has not. Yes, I have not. Oh, there we go. Crucify. Don't elect me because I have not taken the vaccination. <laughs> he said quote unquote my body my choice is applied to abortion, but doesn't apply when injecting yourself with the vaccine. Aragon also argued for longer detainment of arrested drivers who are found to have THC in their bloodstream. Absolutely. Notice how I'm being outcast by like the two <laughs> main issues where most people have been brainwashed here in the city, right? It's like THC, which of course is pot. And then of course uh, the COVID-19. Uh, Let's uh, wrap this thing up. Had to get on the defensive. For example, Keller was asked why he should be reelected with crime skyrocketing on his watch. We are in a much, much better place as a department than we were four years ago. And most importantly, yes. leading our wow. community together to fight crime. And Gonzalez denying the claims his campaign fraudulently secured donations to get public financing. Neither of those complaints have been substantiated. Uh, there's a rule of law we live by. Uh, we trust the process. And while this was the first form, it won't be the last. The next will happen at the end of September. There it is. There's uh, there's all the all the news that's uh, fit to go ahead and broadcast. But the main issue, seemingly at least today, although I do believe uh, on equal, if not more important, is the restriction on you, your business, which is emboldening criminals, which is emboldening the crime rates, uh, if, if such a thing can actually be said, is the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns. Uh, but we're going to talk about crime today. And we've got Murder Mike on the line. Murder Mike, how are you? 
I'm doing good, Eddie. A little bit short on the sleep side. It's been a busy night and a, even a busier day, so I'm going to jump right on it because uh, I'm telling you, I can understand how anybody can say that there's a, we're, we have a handle on crime and we don't because at 9 o'clock this morning, an armed robbery occurred at the Frederico Frederico's Mexican restaurant nest on Wandavo near Lomas. It was reported that two Hispanic males had tried to rob the restaurant when the manager started firing at the suspects. As the suspects returned fire, officers next door at Dutch Brothers Coffee heard the gunfire and responded. During the shootout, the four officers were injured. One officer is in critical condition, is undergoing surgery, while the other three sustained non-life-threatening injuries. And one suspect did sustain a gunshot wound and was taken to the hospital, condition unknown. The second suspect was taken into custody a short time later at Chico and Eubank. That's just that's kind of a little ways away, so uh, he made it over there. No other suspects are at large. And there was over 100 Count them, folks. 100 law enforcement officers responded to this event, including the state police, the sheriff's department, the FBI, ATF, and Homeland Security. So when you shoot an officer in this town, you're going to meet with a, a strong repercussion, that's for sure. So, and then, here we go. And then shortly after the robbery at Federico's, there was another robbery at the convenience store right across the street on one Okay, Mike, 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 Mike yes, sir. before we skip to that, you were on the scene. You got there about 10.15. Tell us uh, what you went through. Uh, tell us what was happening. Tell us the state of the police officers. Give us a full 360 of what was happening. Okay, we got onto the scene, yeah, shortly after 10 o'clock, and at, at that time, there was uh, a massive police presence, and they were setting up perimeters in the neighbor in and around the neighborhood. They were getting ready to do a house-to-house -house search. We couldn't even get close to the scene. The closest we got was about a block away, and then I had snuck in, and... Uh, when I stuck in, I was quickly asked, asked to return outside the perimeter because they didn't want me in the kill zone. So, uh, But there was a strong police presence, and uh, the officers, you could tell, were uh, not on edge, but they were attentive to their surroundings. They were very... Uh, they were. I mean, so, so I talked to some of the state police on the outer perimeter, and they were they were pretty friendly. They, they you know they just they're doing their thing. They're guarding the perimeter, but uh, you could tell that there was a, a very heavy, strong police presence there, and they were all concerned about their fellow officers. So uh, they wrapped up at about twelve thirty. Is that correct? Uh, well, they started. Actually, it was, it's still going on right now. They're they're still doing their investigation. They've uh, they've uh, eliminated elimin eliminated the outer perimeter and into the neighborhoods, so you can't go into the neighborhoods. But I believe Maxine is still closed down at uh, Constitution and uh, Eubank, and I mean uh, Wantabo. I believe is still might might still be closed down. Uh, just a little bit north or east of Lomas. She got a little tired. <laughs> and so I'm trying to remember all this stuff that was going on because they were just everywhere. I mean, no matter what street I turned down, there was a police officer there. All right. Uh, so, what else? Uh, you had a convenience store robbery, uh, what, just down the street? Right. Right across the street, right across the street from the staging area of the police, there's a convenience store that was robbed at uh, Constitution and uh, Eubank. Our Constitution wanted to bow. During the robbery, the clerk was stabbed in the chest, and his current condition is unknown. There was no suspect information available. And then all day today, there's been reports of shots fired, 
people with guns. Uh, there was reports of shots fired at Charleston and Trumbull. The suspect was an Hispanic male. No injuries reported. And in the area of Comanche and Carlisle, a white female adult was seen holding a sign while pointing gun at passing motorists. Additionally, there was an aggravated assault at Lomas and Tramway, where the victim was taken to the hospital in serious condition. And then at 3.15 this morning, or 3.15 this afternoon, a fatal accident occurred between two semis, and that was at the uh, westbound I-40 at the 131 mile marker. I believe that's about Laguna, if, um, if my memory serves me correctly. And so they're going to be, that should be opening up soon. But right now, it was it was closed at last uh, report. And then uh, at 1245, uh, police just uh, last night, or 1245 this morning, police were called to the Circle K on Bridge and 8th uh, to check an unresponsive male who was lying in the alleyway. It, when officers made contact with the individual, they noticed the man had, had a stab wound in his chest and was deceased. So that makes another homicide. 87 uh, on the year. Uh, we count the other three uh, that were covered by the state police as well. Uh, Mike's breathing kind of hard, so we're going to we're gonna turn him down a little bit. Uh, here's some filler for you, Mike. Uh, so... It's still closed down from Mountain to Constitution, from Muriel to Juan de Beau. And uh, right now they have a number of unmarked uh, federal vehicles um, that are uh, getting through there. Feds apparently must still be looking for the shooter. This uh, person thinks so. Three perps, two in hand looking for the third. They think there was three. So uh, we've gotten reports of, of two, but not of three. Feds still looking for the shooter. Can you make any comments on that, Mike? Uh, that I can't. I, I was not aware. The only information I had was there was two shooters, and they were one, and they were both in custody. Custody. So a third shooter is new to me. But I'm a. I'll uh, turn the radios back up as soon as we hang up, and see if I can get some in, additional information on it. I'll dial up some of the uh, federal yeah, 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 as okay. well. Uh, do we know the origin of the shooting suspects? Any ideas? Uh, names? Uh, two Hispanic males is what I have so far. Hispanic, as in uh, they're from the uh, this country, or they uh, immigrants? Do we know? Uh, we don't know that. They were just okay. uh, identified as two Hispanic males. Okay. That's that's pretty much the radio traffic. Or, as, uh, or, as, or as Tim Keller would call them, uh, anybody is uh, a resident, right? Is that correct? Is that <laughs> way, anybody's a resident, I, right? Uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna say, I can't believe they think they have a handle on crime, and crime is going down. I can attest to the fact that I did listen to it every day, 14 hours a day, and uh, our crime is out of control here. Uh, I carry a gun with me at all times, even when I go to the store. Well, two blocks away, I, well, I carry look, I carry look, it. With also, me. look where you live. I mean, that's part of it too. So, uh, even if you don't, well, go, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> I, mean, uh, Eddie, I had a, a shooting behind me the other night, so it was pretty interesting. Uh, Eddie, there was a fatal accident eastbound 40 by Cedillo Hill. Uh, might be related to robbery. I don't know. I don't think so. Can I just weigh in quick with with a question sure. for my my friend Michael? And Michael, I'm glad to hear you, and I'm I'm glad to hear you're doing you're doing well. You sound good. Um, Thank you, Dad. You too. Uh, can I just pick your brain about? We had a robbery. You said across the street from this incident this morning at a at a convenience store, clerk was stabbed in the chest, condition unknown, with with a hundred police officers milling around. We had a crime across the street from this incident with the, with the police officers this morning. How could that, that happen? That's correct. I, I know when I heard that on the scanner, I thought, "Oh my God, this this would this would be a, an excellent example for one of those TV shows where world's most stupidest criminal." Exactly. You know? uh, but I guess he got away with it. Uh, 
I, I, I mean, it, it, all I heard was the call go out that there was an armed robbery or what they call a 27-3 at the convenience store across the street. But there was such a, a police presence there. I don't. Somebody must have had a had a pair. That's all I can say to do something like that. Indeed. Uh, Eddie, I spoke with the federal officers. Confirmation: There's no third shooter. They're inspecting the shots fired into the homes directly behind the shooting. So no longer an active scene. Uh, things are safe. Got a new slogan, by the way, uh, for the well, it's fight for five hundred five, fight for five hundred five dot com. But I'm running for mayor, so you don't have to. That means run. I'm running, so you don't have to. Everyone's running from crime right now, no matter where they go. Everybody uh, is, yeah. and, they, and they have good reason to. But there's no place to run. Eddie, if I'm there, it's there definitely a, not a gun-free zone. Doesn't matter where I'm at. That's exactly right. Uh, okay, this, this guy is—he uh, thinks it's. Uh, the the text this guy is sending me it's really hilarious. He's like, uh, just listen to this. We need a little comic relief before we cut to to weather and traffic. He says, "Do some dumping jacks, bro, while you're standing. You're just getting warmed up. I hope Mike got some free tacos from Federico. They wanted Federicos and then some thirst busters. <laughs> <laughs> Always a wise hunter. So someone dropped a burrito during the shoot. I need to go back over there." <laughs> Yeah, no, you don't need to go back over there. I think we've got it pretty much covered. Mike, no, thanks, thanks for the coverage, uh, 87 on the year, um, and uh, we will talk with you tomorrow. Thanks uh, so much. Uh, by the way, you can see the first mayoral debate directly at fight4505.com. Let's check weather and traffic. Let's cut to break. We've got an hour and a, hour and a half straight, by the way. So. <laughs> All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. It's partly cloudy, 87 at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, Mike was referencing I-40 at mile marker 131. It's actually the, the roadway there is Canyoncito uh, School Road. That accident is still eastbound, I-40 at Canyoncito Road, and that has everything closed down. Uh, state police were diverting you off at uh, Highway 6 and taking you into Los Lunas. But now in the backup of that, about half a mile before the um, uh, State Highway 6, another accident. So you've got about a mile's worth of backup coming into Albuquerque there. And trying to clear the accident on I-40 westbound at Rio Puerto with about a two-mile backup there. All right, in town, if you can stay off of Juan Tabo between Lomas and Constitution, what you're going to need to do is use Eubank or Tramway today. Give the police all the room they need. That's just not a place to be right now. And with that, we're up to date, so let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, we're going to take a quick break, 536, bring it back in four. And uh, I guess we're just running right through the weather and traffic. Even Rudy's not doing promos for anything. We've got to do it now. We've got to take care of our advertisers. We'll be back in five at 541. Thanks for listening. Correct and real. Give the pass a slip. Step on the grid. Break your mama's back. And our problem comes along. You must rip it before the crease has got too long. You must rip it when something's going wrong. You must rip it. Service Landscaping Company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. 
Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, hey Ava, we, we want to raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, 
starting a new business, or training soldiers. You need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. Yeah. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs yeah. 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Partly cloudy and 87 right now at the Rock of Talk. All right, again, we still have the problems on the west side of Albuquerque. If you leave an Albuquerque westbound, you're going to want to delay this a little while. The uh, original accident happened uh, a couple of hours ago, eastbound, heading towards Albuquerque, but unfortunately a fatality there. It's eastbound at Canyon Cito School Road. That's got you backed up to well before Highway 6, where they're diverting people and uh, trying to get people to go through Highway 6 and Los Lunas. On the westbound side, that is just murder all the way back now from Rio Puerto. Cleared the accident, Paseo del Norte westbound at the river. But doesn't help the drive. It's still stuck all the way back onto the northbound 25 transition to the westbound Paseo del Norte. And we are at Salon Deluxe today. Please come out and say hi to us. Get some Canyon water. And if you'd like to see the cleanest salon in Rio Rancho, that's Salon Deluxe on Southern, two miles west of the 528. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock and Talk. You are sitting in your car, 543, I guess. Uh, all right, let me get to some more stuff. We're going to have to bring uh, Rudy Grande uh, back here into the Creva. I don't know. Sorry, Rudy. I'm just, I don't know what it is. The rolling R's just do Are you there, Rudy? <laughs> Rudy! I think we lost Rudy. Uh, okay, so uh, let me see. Uh, Eddie, your guy's horse is wrong. We're still looking. Okay, let's get to the traffic at a standstill. Okay. Southbound I-25, slow moving at milepost 208. Where is where in the hell is that? I have no clue where that's at. So I'm going to have to go ahead and uh, find where that's at. But I guess traffic is as at a standstill there. <sighs> Let's see where else. Okay, good. So we got through all that stuff. I want to make sure we're uh, all good. All right, Eddie, I think Helen Keller was reading it. Well, okay, we can't. We're not, we're not doing that. Sorry, but we're not doing any of that stuff here. Santa Fe, New Mexican, organizers of the annual burning of the Zobra will limit ticket sales yep. to 10,000 and require attendees to prove they've been vaccinated or have tested negative for the corona. How are you going to do that? Exactly what makes you think that you were going to achieve It's going to be a long, of line, uh, of <laughs> a long line of waiting. long line of waiting. You can't even test for the Delta. <sighs> you've been vaccinated or have tested negative. Fine, whatever. How can you tell if it's a fake uh, a vax pass? You know, oh, there's a lot way. of those out in the, in the marketplace right now. I-25 at uh, Mile Park, uh, Mile Post 208 is Los Lunas. There we go. Number one station, Los Lunas. There you go. Okay, uh, Dowd uh, was was not happy during the break. 
I flipped it on the other station over there. And Don't I go just, telling tales, Mr. Eric. No, I'm not telling <laughs> tales. Uh, just, just tell the audience what you heard. Uh, there was several... Let me just say there were several expletives. I had to come and check the mic <laughs> oh, to make yeah. sure it was off because <laughs> yeah. it was extremely foul because Dad was very upset. What you hear, uh, I think the F word might have been used, yes. the S word, yes, uh, but the word there. cuck, which of course means, you know, a cowardly yeah, kind of yeah. soy boy type thing. So yeah. that, that's an actual, that's not a vulgarity. But, mm. you know, corporate radio, uh, what, did, what have we learned in the last year and a half about corporate radio, about the memos being sent out? You can't talk about the election. You can't discourage people from getting vaccines or, or even question, you know, the official Fauci line. True. Right. Um, yep. I, you know, I've defended corporations my whole life. I've defended because I just think they're an expression of economic freedom. People band together, shareholders band together. They hire employees to go out and make a profit so you can make money for me. Um, as the great Kevin O'Leary, uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, the investment show on, on ABC. I got to meet him in Las Vegas uh, almost exactly two summers ago. Um, a wonderful man. He was taking questions, and I was in charge of running the event. And I just said, Mr. Wonderful, I know that uh, you think everything is negotiable, but this is not negotiable. This must be the last question. Uh, and he was just a great guy. Smile. Just, you know, just cool to be with. Um, <sighs> within the last year and a half or so, corporations have gone woke uh they've also been in the tank for the public health fascism and they are you know coca-cola i i I have my coca-cola glass here but this was bought years ago i actually fill it with other substances um they're forcing white employees to attend online seminars saying be less white uh you've got the political activism you've got black lives matter and all kinds of just insane cultural marxism but now you have a critical race theory critical race theory when you have Media businesses, so you're talking about, you know, a cable news or radio or just anything, publishing. Um, it was, it, it, I, I've always heard this. I never, I don't know if it's true or not, but in the old days, the New Yorker, the writers and the advertising staff at the New Yorker had different entrances in the building. They didn't interact with each other because they were so concerned about keeping an independent writing and editing staff away from allowing, you know, the advertisers to affect their business at all. If you're in the radio business, you are in the free speech business. And it kind of goes back a couple hundred years. It's kind of a proud American tradition. When you are telling your jocks you can't talk about certain subjects, when you are mandating shots for your jocks, when your jocks are going out and saying, well, it's just, what was the phrase we heard? It's just uh, the normal, the way of doing things now is everybody being vaccinated. And if you want to kind of have your full fulfilling life, you're just going to have to get vaccinated. And that's the message that, let's just say, a certain radio uh, transmitting uh, program here in the Albuquerque area, but it's not just here, it's everywhere. And Eddie has said a number of times, and you know, those of us who are depressive and, you know, hate ourselves and all that kind of stuff, we don't like it when people talk talk about themselves in a, in a, in a, in a boastful way, but I don't, this isn't boastful. Eddie has said, we're, we're at the point where the Kiva is almost all you have left here, ladies and gentlemen, where you can exercise your free speech. And he's not wrong because if you look at the newspapers, if you look at radio stations, I mean, where can you go now to have a vibrant discussion debate? Uh, and you can even disagree with us if you want to. Um, Eddie and I don't agree on everything. So this is what we've come to in this country where a corporation that is literally in the free speech business is making its on-air talent, I put the talent in air quotes, knuckle under to a certain message. Um, the comedian Jim Norton many years ago said, when you are watching television, when you're seeing movies, when you're seeing people interviewed, you're watching a play. All this stuff is scripted. The PR people, uh, the promotional people, uh, the press releases that, that 
reporters often just use information right from the press release. They don't really investigate anything that they're writing about because they're on deadline, that sort of thing. You're watching a play. I think in talk radio, you're watching the town square. You're watching people get up on the soapbox the way we used to debate issues in this country. And, you know, I'm not going to toot our own horn, but, and I did recoil when Eddie started to talk in this way weeks ago, but we're all you've got left in Albuquerque. Show me where you can have a vibrant discussion and you're allowed to disagree and you're allowed to express yourself. And maybe you're allowed to be a little crazy if you want to be. Um, we're it. Uh, yeah, but and, I think it's become more of the um, sort of the state speaker at this point. This has become, <laughs> yep. you know, uh, propaganda, state-run propaganda. State run propaganda. Is, <laughs> we have continued to see this, people putting out press releases. Uh, there's only one side to the argument. Yep. Uh, the, the talk show hosts are playing victims. Oh, hey, you don't like me? Well, just look at this. And then they make up data as they go along. How about how the White House working with social media like Facebook mm-hmm. to, to, to flag things that, that come up that they don't like? We're in, I've lived 48. Well, actually, I just had a birthday. I've lived 49 years on this planet. I have never seen the America that we're in right now, and it's starting to really scare the snot out of me. Well, it's scare, scaring everything out of us uh, right now. Call you were in the Kiva. Go ahead very quickly. Uh, Eddie? Yes. This is Gil out of Wonder. How are uh, you, sir? I'm doing fine. Listen, I, you know, I've uh, Channel 7 on Saturday on their evening news, Okay. and they were still counting 80 uh, homicides. That okay. they had tied a record that they didn't want to admit or whatever. Okay. And, and it's up to 87. I figured that, you know, not not counting today, it was 86. Because you guys had put out the real numbers before. We're also, we're also count, yeah, we're also counting uh, three. Well, Dowd's staying on top of that number. So, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's hard I, to keep I, uh, I, Mike counting, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, I know. It. Yeah, it's, what's wrong with them? Why, why don't they want to put out the truth? I mean, what's wrong with these people? Well, I think it's a good point, uh, Gil, in just terms of just an actual number. A number is something you can't disagree with. If I gave you $85 uh, and and you said, well, I, I need $90, and I said, well, there's $90, and I gave you 85 that wouldn't be good. I mean, every one counts. And the problem is, is we're an election year. Uh, you saw them sort of reorient the numbers, I believe, last week, if I'm not mistaken. When they reoriented those numbers, they staged them down. So, um, you know, they can't oh, yeah. make it look that bad. they got to change the narrative. They're talking about proactive uh, policing. Uh, Mayor Keller's rolling out well, stuff. Now he's changing the dialogue because he realizes there's a tremendous amount of pressure. So, you know, you'll do and say anything to get reelected and keep your job. I don't need the job, but I want the job of mayor. I can well, be here and I'm totally, it. and I can be totally fine. These other two guys, uh, Manny loses his job next year, regardless if he wins this year. I'm not looking for employment anywhere. I'm not looking to go anywhere. Tim Keller, uh, yeah, looking for an employment. Uh, uh, employment, uh, if he's unelected, or wh- I should say now when he's unelected, uh, and I'm elected. And the reason why I can say that is you can go ahead and watch uh, that debate uh, directly at fightfor505.com. How are things going over at St. Therese? Uh, I haven't. Well, I talked to the to the last week, and he said that uh, uh, Vincent was very sick. Now, I hear yeah, he, had, uh, pros- he had prostate cancer. Yeah. I, so. Oh, yeah. I, I realize that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Miss Pena was having a, a, a meeting with what lowriders? I don't know who you're talking yeah, about. You're talking about fight city- crime, I think, is what they were saying. Are you talking about City Councilor Clarissa Pena? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what would you like they, to say yeah, about that? To, yeah, they're, they're with lowriders. Now, what the hell does that have to do with crime? I know they're achievement. These you know, they're 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 uniting people. I don't know from all different cities. 
or something, all these lowriders or something. I don't know anything about it, and um, I don't know that that's the best uh, way to fight crime, Bill. That's what I, <laughs> I, I would uh, I would say. That doesn't make much sense to me, but uh, we'll look into it for you. How'd that be? Okay, let me, another thing. I want to compliment Mr. Candelario on his program Saturday. You oh, there? Yeah, Jeffrey, I am, yeah. Uh, I learned more about the Pueblo Revolt in half an hour than I'd learned in all my life Good. from all the history books here in New Mexico. There you go. It's a great program. It's Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, 1 p.m. on Saturday. And exactly. I missed that. Dang, that sounds really yeah, interesting. It is. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. He's- yeah, it, it was very interesting. And I, I put on doc, the doctor you have on, on uh, Saturday. And Dr. Summers, yeah. Yeah. And and then he followed, and that's, you know, this is interesting. So anyway, I listened to it, and I, like I say, I learned a hell of a lot about New Mexico and the Plat. Good stuff, Gil. Call back anytime. I appreciate you uh, checking in here this afternoon, and, and be well. Hope you're feeling good. Call, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. It is. The Kiva is the last bastion of free speech in Albuquerque and New Mexico, undoubtedly. Don't you wish we could just say what we want, wherever we want, do what we want when it's actually our choice? Isn't that America? Why, as long, why, as, it's why not hurting so, as, yeah. long as it's not hurting somebody, freedom. freedom. That is uh, the do-no-harm principle uh, known for many libertarians. Uh, is that correct? Uh, uh, the no? non-aggression principle, the NAP. There you go. I, I think Eddie would be the first to hit the kill, kill button if someone tried to incite violence over the air that that's to me that's the only standard for suppressing speech you know go to this person's house at this arrest and at this address and kill them other than that let it fly baby if no one's being hurt it's called free speech we used to kind of support that concept in america thanks for be, what you guys are doing yeah, last bastion of freedom and in, 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 in free speech in albuquerque and new, and new mexico right. as a state thank you sir thank i you appreciate guys. it thank you love you man All right, just quote down word for word by the way i'm the first uh I will also be the first person to counterpunch if you throw a punch at me, just so you know. Uh, I reserve any and all rights, including the right to defend myself. My body, right? My body, my choice. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. I had an interesting observation today. My wife and I were doing physical therapy in South Valley in the flight path of the Sunport. Okay. And we saw a fat Albert with one engine going hot and low. I have no idea. I'm not nerding out on aviation uh, nicknames. And our uh, audience is pretty broad, Dave. So I realize you're probably trying to hit something. But what's a uh, one, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, one fat Albert. What is that? The fat Albert is the old school name for the 737. Okay. Very, very old school because I've never heard it. So old school. And we haven't seen anything on the news about it. And I was moving things back and forth, and she was looking up going, there is something odd about that aircraft. Hmm. Well, when your starboard engine is missing, that begs the question, okay, it was probably there when they took off. Where did it go? Did you get any pictures, or is this just something that you saw and wanted to share today? Did we have an actual picture of, of the uh, one-engine Fat Albert? Uh, negative, we do not. We were not near our devices at the time. No. But I heard the thing going hot and heavy, and I was like, okay, because I'm always looking at the sky, because the Osprey around the house. 
I can feel them before I see them. And you're like, okay, there's something a little bit odd about that aircraft. All right, good stuff. And then my wife was like, hey, that thing was mad. Okay, well, where did it go? Anyhow. All right, Dave. That's Thank you, sir. Thank you. Some of us were paying attention to the uh, four officers uh, that were shot today. Other people are staring into the sky. If you're in Las Lunas, you're just... You're just uh, aimlessly looking into the sky at various aircraft that are jumping out there. So Keep watching anyway. the skies, as they told us many years ago. <laughs> priorities. <laughs> priorities, priorities. Um, and, hey, nothing like uh, looking at uh, airplanes and making random observations about what's in the sky to take you off a topic. Uh, uh, there you go. Pilot cleanser, I guess. Yeah. That's why we call them the show killers. Although yesterday, that was the show filler. Uh, the rant by Dave. Patrick uh, Henry reborn yesterday. Yeah, he absolutely uh, nailed it. Let's see if Rudy's there. He is. Uh, weather and traffic. Rudy Grande. All right, putting things... All right, putting things together, starting with the weather. Partly cloudy skies, 84 degrees now at the Rock of Toxins, cooling off just a bit. And uh, the roads are not cooling off. I can tell you it's still staying really tight on Paseo del westbound. From the flyover from the I-25 north to west, Paseo del Norte, the accident up ahead at the river has cleared. But if you were thinking, ah, how about all Alameda? Not today. Have an accident westbound Alameda right before Guadalupe Trail. That's why that is stuck. Literally just stop and go all the way back to I-25. And, of course, our big problem on I-25 west of town, if you're heading west of Albuquerque, you're going to want to just give it another couple of hours still trying to clear the accident on uh, I-40 at Canyon Cito School Road. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, let's hit the top of the hour news when we return. Commercial-free, hour three, up next. Thanks for listening. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The suspect who parked a suspicious vehicle in front of the Library of Congress claiming to have a bomb has been taken into custody without incident. The suspect is Floyd Roy Roseberry of Grover, North Carolina. Tom Manger is chief of the Capitol Hill Police Department, and he has some background on the suspect. The little bit of criminal history that we were able to determine was in the state of North Carolina, and it was not it was um, nothing, uh, nothing that serious. Authorities say there is no reason to believe the suspect was not working alone. The Biden administration has no plans to extend the enhanced unemployment benefit of $300. Congress approved the money to help the unemployed get through the economic downturn caused by the pandemic. It expires the first week of September. And this is USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. 
They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold sold gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals, bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Allyn Root Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. How the Taliban was able to take over Kabul is still on the minds of many. Military leaders under the Biden administration were caught off guard when the Taliban overran Afghanistan in 11 days. General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, on Wednesday. The time frame of a rapid collapse, that was widely estimated. and ranged from weeks to months and even years following our departure. There was nothing that I or anyone else saw that indicated a collapse of this army and this government in 11 days. Miley also pledged to evacuate Afghans who have supported the U.S. military. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The Biden administration is giving about $6 billion in loans from those who are totally and permanently disabled. The decision impacts about 323,000 individuals who owe about $5.8 billion. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. COVID-19 booster shots are one step away from starting next month. President Biden confirms it'll happen once the FDA approves of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines beyond emergency use. The plan is for adults to get a third vaccine dose eight months after their second shot. First in line will be health care providers, nursing home residents, and other seniors. Fox News medical contributor Dr. Marty McCrary says there's no science behind everyone needing a booster shot. The strength by which this recommendation was made so universally for every American was entirely disproportional to any supporting evidence whatsoever. We know breakthrough infections are a little more common. Now, I'm not sure if they're avoidable. Breakthrough infections are going to be seasonal. COVID will become a seasonal virus that's endemic and very mild but the way in which you saw such a strong recommendation without any supporting data that a booster reduces the risk of severe illness or death, that's my concern. I will not be getting a booster myself. The former president of the pharmaceutical company behind OxyContin says his family does not bear any responsibility for the opioid crisis. Dr. Richard Sackler making his comments in a video testimony for a bankruptcy confirmation hearing for Purdue Pharma on Thursday. The hearing was meant to restructure the company and settle all lawsuits filed against it for its alleged part in the opioid epidemic. For USA Radio.
I don't know. I don't really like the music. You know, it just doesn't work for me. I think uh, Rudy Grande, I guess you skipped out for the day. Traffic got a little bit uh, too hot for him there. Well, there you go. All right. We'll just let's go ahead and uh, skip right through this and uh, kick off the third hour right here, uh, commercial-free right here in the Kiva. Wow. Every time I think of you, I feel a shot right through the fuck off through. There's no problem in mind, but it's a problem I find. Living a life that I can't be behind. There's no dancing for me. There isn't all the fools that you do. But that's the way that it goes, and it's what nobody knows. Of the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIVA and ABQ.FM here for your third hour. I don't know what happened to Rudy. We had uh, Dave step in. Uh, we've got people asking whether or not Dave is missing an engine himself. Uh, so we've got Show Killer 1.0, uh, that was uh, the original Dave. Now we got Show Killer 2.0. And then on the very top of the hour with the no traffic, that was Show Killer. 3.0. You kill all the momentum in the show right there. Good flow, go, and everything. People are like, nah, I'm done. I'm, I'm just cashing out. Can I suggest the best tweet I've heard in, in, in months? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, our friend Alex Berenson, I believe, will be heard tomorrow on this radio network on the show. Again? Uh, he's, he's back. He's, I think it may be him on every week. Um, oh. Former New York Times reporter, one of the only few journalists investigating the truth about COVID, and I, I love this. Uh, this was posted about eight hours ago. Serious question. 18 months into the new Black Death, who's the most prominent person to have died of COVID? Hmm. Fringe presidential candidate and colon cancer survivor Herman Cain or 81-year-old playwright and lung cancer patient Terrence McNally? Am I missing someone? It's a very interesting question. The new Black Death should have taken out many, many celebrities uh, a year and a half into this and um, can't, can't, can't name too many. Can you? If you look up uh, famous COVID deaths, which comes up, list of deaths due to COVID, uh, celebrities who have died from the coronavirus, there's almost nobody on there. Uh, it's very interesting. There's lots of Chinese people, by the way, that are all listed. Oh, go look. I'm, I'm not even kidding. If you go list of COVID deaths, uh, list of deaths due to COVID-19, like the first, uh, you don't even get anything that you recognize until, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm in March. Now looking at April here. Not that I'm looking for somebody that I want. Let's see. Oh, uh, Italian actress uh, Lucia Bosse. We, 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 we all know her. Right? Yeah, nobody knows her. Uh, let's see. No household names. Uh, lots of Italians here. Let's see where we go. 
to... Jeff Floyd Carlos? Nope. No, nope. oh, no. Uh, let's see. Xavier Dor, no. Marcel Moreau, no. Do I get someone? And see, I'm now in the middle of April. Still not have not found uh, anybody. Hmm, oh, yeah. Maria Maria Mercator. She was the one that the first one that, that they were trying to cut out as a famous person. She's uh-huh. a CBS News producer. And then I, at some point within a few weeks, I read that she had been getting cancer for 20 years. So oh. comorbidities, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but uh, exactly. Dying from that. I'm in the uh, middle of May and I still have yet to find. Go look it up yourself, folks. I'm oh, in the popular mid- Japanese con- comedian uh, Ken Shimura. I'm sure we're all aware of um, how about celebrities? Uh, can we have it, it if we does it go better if we do celebrity? I'm in the I'm all the way through May now. I still have zero names that I recognize. Zero, oh, rugby yeah. player, football referee, uh, attorney, physician, poet, uh, all people you don't recognize. So there it is. But they managed to go ahead and uh, you know oh you have to go through photos and it's going to go ahead and yeah nobody I recognize. You should... Oh, Emmy nominated hairstylist who frequently. With Tyler Perry, right on top of that, absolutely. Alan Merrill. Uh, there's nobody famous that's died from COVID. I mean, we should should be on full lockdown. Oh, an actress and producer who starred opposite Vincent Price in horror movies in the late 1960s and early 1970s. Hillary Heath. We all know Hillary Heath, right? Uh, Night Rider, Magnum PI producer Joel Rogerson died. Uh, there he is. Uh, Red rapper Fred, the Godson. Never heard of him. Never, never heard of that. Uh, oh, Pat Dye. There we go. First guy re- actually recognized from football or legendary Auburn football coach died. Uh, he's probably uh, probably in the middle of uh, what fifty, fifty? No, he was eighty. Is, is, it, is it embarrassing if I say I, I've never heard of Pat Dye? <laughs> well, he's an Auburn football coach. Oh, wait, Charlie Pride, one of the first black performers. Yeah, yeah we know, know Charlie Pride. Pride of course, he was eighty. Yeah. He was eighty-six yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah, a very he, young eighty-six. He did not die because he was eighty-six. He died because of COVID. You see how insane this is getting, folks? Let's see where we're at. Alex Barrington yeah, asks all, interesting questions. I went all the way mean. to the bottom. That's a good one. Good uh, good observation. Yep. Uh, very good. Okay, we got to get through a bunch of news. Uh, let's race through it. Uh, we haven't even talked about uh, the New Mexico United um, and all this, but according to this, there's a legal agreement possible for those who are going to be next to the proposed New Mexico United State. Now, remember, it actually has to pass, meaning you have to vote it in. And as I stated last night on the mayoral forum, which you can go ahead and, and uh, watch it in its entirety, uh, grab your popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. Fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Uh, according to KRQE, the Albuquerque City Council is now figuring out how to support neighborhoods directly impacted by a potential New Mexico United soccer team. Do you remember when we went through this about, I don't know, 20 years ago? Do you remember at the National Hispanic Cultural Center? There was a certain woman who refused to, to move her property. They had to wait for her, I believe, to pass. And this is all in the same area. You're going to have probably the same type of pushback. No matter how much you think the people in the Hispanic community really want to have soccer. <laughs> you can just base it on that. And, hey, you want soccer so much you're willing to move out of your own house. So here is uh, the uh, write-up, uh, according to Ana Padilla. She states, it's sort of a contract with the city that in which we get a sort of quote unquote guarantee that they will be looking out for us. And it's a legal enforceable document. So instead of empty promises, they don't deliver, then we have legal recourse. Now, I'm going to say this is probably going to tangle up. This is going to get, uh, especially with people who have been there for hundreds of years, literally in some of those places. Okay. 
last couple hundred years in the Borellis area at Old Town, a few hundred years. I mean, you can't just decide to go ahead and, uh, well, we're going to remove history or remove uh, where your great-grandmother used to live and say, oh, we're going to clear that out. There's going to be people who have emotional ties to that. So when I was living in Las Vegas, it was a little different. We had a hard time. We had to find a lot of uh, infill, uh, infill, excuse me. And what we inevitably went to, because we had to make a transition from, uh, how can I put this more politically correct? Because people are so sensitive about where they live. Uh, trailer parks, okay? So we would look at trailer parks and say, okay, well, we needed to convert that to what's called M1. And so there was such a race for infill and high rises and sky rises and commercial real estate development that in order for you to acquire that land, you had to help those people relocate within the next six months, which means you have to pay them what they get for that and then pay them for them to go ahead and relocate uh, their trailer to somewhere else. This is far more complicated than that. Because those people, by and large, know they live in a mobile home. They'll pick up, they'll move, have no problem to go ahead and do so. And you pay for them to move and they find someplace so like, oh, this ain't so bad. Well, we have people who have lived there for as long as that. If you're going to try and relocate them or condemn their property or imminent domain, which is uh, wholly un-American, by the way, I do believe in uh, a certain level of CCRs to improve things. It, and I know how onerous these neighborhood associations can be, folks. That's that's the nature of them. The person who is actually wielding the hammer in those has the ultimate power in all this. But this is complicating matters in something the city of Albuquerque has shown that it can't do, which is get involved in complicated matters. It just can't do it. So however good this sounds, I think this is a yet another hurdle that the uh, stadium will have to go through if it is indeed approved. So, uh, don't be so quick just because you get the $50 million bond if that were to actually come through. I don't believe it is. I think people are going to turn out in mass to vote against it. If it does pass, it will be problematic and it will be yet another headache uh, and another complicated situation for the city of Albuquerque. So I don't see this going anywhere, Dowd, even if it does pass. I think it's it, the property ownerships and eminent domain, uh, I think, exceeds just whether or not you're getting paid the money for your property. People, here's one of the reasons I'm going to give you just a very quick lesson, okay? Oh, wow, look at this. Uh, someone is literally, as you're doing this, creating rockoftalk.chat. Um, I can tell you who that is. Yeah, uh, they created, so it, we don't have a, we're not on Twitter. We're not on Facebook, folks. This is why we don't do it. They're creating a mock uh, uh, thing. Uh, what do you call it? Twitter account for you. Oh. Hold on. Okay, so very quickly, let me say let me let me say this. Roger really loves you, Dowd. Roger he, Ayel? Yeah, he's the one who's creating all this stuff. He's creating Rocket Talk Okay, so this is important. There's a reason why I didn't um sign on to uh residential real estate. Because it's so incredibly emotional. You're dealing people's homes, okay? And there's a certain level of irrationality. Your realtor will oftentimes go into your home, okay? And, well, we need to stage it. The first thing they remove is what? Out of your house. What's the first thing every single realtor will tell you to remove? Pictures. You get rid of it, okay? There's this uh, emotional uh, wrangling that goes on that people don't want to have to deal with feelings. And people have feelings that are tied to houses. 
this is inevitably going to happen, no matter how much you're going to want this. And I hope that uh, Peter Travestiani, before he decides to go ahead and, uh, you know, open his mouth and insert foot, realizes just how tied the uh, natives here uh, and, and the Burqueños, if you will, you think you're going to get people to, to, to get buy-in because you know how to pronounce Burqueños. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So uh, even if it does get passed, it is going to be a headache uh, for him. And he's going to have to go ahead and get through that himself uh, or find another place to go ahead and put it. And, you know, higher, uh, a better, faster value is going to be found in places that are on the outliers. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people, if you look at the properties, and there's not very many that are for sale in downtown Albuquerque, I can tell you by and large, are not going to want to walk away from their properties. Uh, I told you about Anna Muller. Anna Muller has had all of those properties. For the longest time, because she put them on the National Historic Registry, she would not register any of those properties to bars. Just something that she didn't do. Okay, she passed away about uh, three, four years ago. Great woman, like her a lot. Um, but what happened? You created this uh, sort of cavernous environment in downtown. She was a lot of the problem. She was a big liberal, big women's empowerment, totally fine. But uh, she got her politics ahead of her business sense, and she didn't reap the rewards of what you could have leased uh, for a very long time. Very interesting uh, story. You yeah, and, and uh, we've, we've referenced this woman before, Adela Martinez, who uh, I, I'm ashamed to have forgotten her name because she is a hero, I think, of all property rights advocates anywhere. Uh, they did a profile of her in, in 2000, the Albuquerque Journal, uh, on a small plot of land tucked between the parking lot and the main complex of the National Hispanic Cultural Center is a pair of small green stucco homes surrounded by a wall. It is the legacy of Adela Martinez. Uh, she died earlier this year at age 80, made when she stood up to supporters of the National Cultural Center, refusing to say she had lived on since the age of four. This is her quote. I'm Hispanic. My culture, it was taught to me by my mothers, by my parents. I've tried to teach my family the same way, to respect each other. I know where they came from, she told the journal. Very interesting. Uh, as the reporter said, she maintained that she wasn't opposed to the preservation of Hispanic culture. She just didn't want it sitting on top of her. Um, if we can stop the stadium with the locals exercising their property rights, uh, Eddie, I don't, I don't care. In public policy and legislation, you've got to take the win. You can't, you don't have to win on, on your particular terms. Take the win. Whatever we can use to stop this. I'd love the people of Albuquerque to rise up and realize that this is corporate and it doesn't produce jobs and it's terrible economic development. But if we can stop it with property rights, Use whatever I'll, I'll agree to whatever tactic uh, is used. Just take the win, be happy, declare victory, uh, and go home. Great lecture years and years ago on C-SPAN by a left-wing political activist who was working with the crazy environmentalists in some city against the expansion of the airport. And the environmentalists were obsessed with frog about how the frog would be threatened if they added a runway or whatever. And she said we went out and we did a public opinion survey, and what people in our in this particular city were concerned. Traffic. They thought by export it would make our existing problem even worse. Went back to the environment and said, "We can stop this and give you a victory, but the the issue that we're going to have to win on is traffic." And the environmentalists were just livid because they wanted people to care about the frog more than the traffic. Well, guess what? You got to you know you fight with the army that you've got. Uh, you fight with the issue that's going to win for you, uh, not necessarily the the one that's more personal to you. So. Mr. Aragon, if we can fight this on an eminent domain front, I don't care. Let's just take the win and stop this uh, subsidy to Mr. Trevisani, uh, Trevisani who uh, kind of touts himself as a big international financier who's looking to pick your po- po- a pocket uh, and not find the funding for himself. Uh, let's take the win any way we can get it.
All right, so let's talk very quickly. I mean, sure, there's a, a considerable number of people who are going to the games. Um, by that, I mean, well, more than a, you know, five, 8,000. I don't know what the average uh, actually is. Uh, Dow sort of delved into who has a stadium, who doesn't. And he looked at all of this stuff. And uh, right now we have a New Mexico United team uh, that has uh, six wins, six draws, and six losses. Uh, no symbolic in the number there. But it is six in the seventh, uh, seven teams in its own table. It will not qualify for the playoffs, at least at this point. Uh, I believe that they have rifled off four or five draws in a row. Did you feel that mm-hmm. uh, yep. power blip uh, that just went happened? I'm just looking for the latest attendance. Thanks, p uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah. uh, your power blip. We don't go off because we have full power back up here. That's one of the things that you should know. So uh, you want to reward a team if they are winning a championship, if they're getting somewhere. Now, there was as, as one time last year where I believe that they had moved up into a place where they were playing maybe an MSL, MLS team, I think they had gotten to. Oh, the well, top the top league. Yeah, they had uh, got themselves into a position where they uh, were on a run and uh, were playing so well together, uh, working, gelling uh, together so so well that uh, they were playing. They played an MLS team and then they lost to to that MLS team. But we haven't returned to those heights. Uh, it's been a couple of years since at least uh, that time. Tied for fifth in the Mountain Division. Not not a great. Yeah, it was Six. Twenty four points. Yeah, sixth uh, Western Conference Mountain Division. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, USL. I guess it's yeah, called. USL. So there you go. I don't know that they should be rewarded. Does the El Paso Locos, don't you know our local USA, uh, have uh, their own stadium? El Paso Locos, I think. The Rio Grande Valley uh, Toros, right? Uh, I think they do. Colorado Springs, I know they do. Okay. Uh, Austin, does the Austin Bold. What is a bold? Austin, that's a terrible name for anything. We're the, we're the Austin Bold. Okay. Bold, bold what? Uh, we'll see if they, as opposed to italics or underlined, I guess, uh, San Antonio team. And then the real monarchs, which would be Salt Lake city. Uh, so certainly within the region, we know that four, uh, teams have their stadium, uh, make it more lucrative as, uh, mayor Tim Keller stated last night, it would be a multi-use venue. Uh, we're talking about this right now in the midst of us, not even gathering, uh, most recently when they just uh, started opening the concerts, I didn't go, but I heard, uh, all the information secondhand Foo Fighters had a concert, I believe they had like 15, 16, 17,000 people who were over there. Wow. 17,000 people, and guess what they couldn't do? Concessions. Nobody wanted to work the concessions. So you had lines, I mean, and you can disagree with me or whatever, but I think this is uh, anecdotal truth, is that uh, people were just walking and getting out of the line altogether. What does this have to do with We can't get to the point where we're actually doing anything out because we're reevaluating the state fair, the balloon fiesta, the University of New Mexico Lobo uh, football team. I mean, this is what's happening right now. You are going to be presenting your VAX pass. Those concession lines, 50 long. What does it look like when you bring your VAX pass to it? And who's going to verify whether or not it's real or not? And what do you do in the sense that uh, there's going to be so many people that are going to say, hey, I'm just going to see if I can get away with it. I think there's probably going to be a good Maybe 20% of the people who come and it's just like, well, I'm just going to create a Vax Pass wherever I go because yep. I'm not, I'm not going to take the Vax and I'm going to show up anyway, see if they catch you. Well, doesn't that sort of defeat the purpose, too, for what they're trying to do? So this is the latest information coming on the Zobra Balloon Fiesta. All who are eligible for COVID-19 vaccine must show proof of being fully vaccinated to enter the grounds of the New Mexico State Fair. Okay, How long is that going to continue? Uh, 
few years? Are we going to be doing this? You know, we've already shown that we're going to do this two years. We're going to be bleeding edge on all this. All right. There are even more questions surrounding the state's largest invent, which is uh, from spokesperson Tom Garrity. They're planning ahead and implementing other measures to go ahead and possibly implement a what? Yes. A vax pass to get into. Have you seen what a madhouse the balloon fiesta is? (laughs) I live across the street. I sure as heck have. (laughs) Uh, for the volunteers, we're providing 1,000 PPE bags for them. It's going to include. So the timing, just in terms of prioritization, isn't necessary. The timing in terms of all the problems that we're having at in this year, uh, are those people going right now to the uh, New Mexico United games? I think they had 10, 12,000 at one of their last games. Are they showing their vax passes? Are they showing their vaccination? Are they masking up? No, that's not happening. You see the problem here? It's it's not a one size fits all solution. Well, and what what you don't need to be paying attention to this. New Mexico is not in a place where it hasn't shown itself to be responsible enough to actually entertain the idea of building a new venue that's going to have even more problems. Journal Pavilion, Balloon Fiesta, State Fair Park, all the same crap. It doesn't make any sense. Your mayor is not fighting a back thing, yet at the very same time he's promoting it. And any time these policy or excuse me, politicians are promoting this stuff and they say, well, you got to have the vax pass to get in. Aren't they just suggesting that only people who comply with what they're implementing are allowed to go ahead and go to this? And is that fair since you're supporting all these great events here in the city of Albuquerque? Is that fair? Is that fair since you're paying for the state uh, of New Mexico uh, state fair? It's not. It's, it's a good point. People should think about that. Remember the people who have a choice and they're getting punished for not being able to go to this? And why are you getting the vaccine and saying uh, other, if they, other people that don't have the vaccine, think about that for a second. Why the other person who doesn't have the vaccine since you already have it, why they would need to get it? Not to protect themselves. You're not looking at that because you're already vaxxed. You wouldn't care. You have the mask. Anyway, the timing of this entire thing, I think, is going to work against them. And uh, you can see in terms of we just don't have them uh, point and this is the wrong question and you know i can give you probably even more reasons not to uh, jump on board with the stadium down uh i'm just thinking fully this concept of fully vaccinated if you're going to need your booster between six and eight months so you have you can't go to the balloon fiesta unless you're fully vaccinated what if you got your vaccination fairly early in the year the balloon fiesta schedule i'm looking at, at it right now is scheduled between october 2nd and october 10th um they're going to have to require the third shot, right? I mean, if you, for people who got vaccinated early, not, not last week, not last month, but for people who got vaccinated in January or March, you're going to need your booster because now we know it runs out. The federal government itself is admitting the effectiveness runs out. So do you need a separate card showing that you got your booster? Is it like one of those subway ticket punch cards where you get your 10th your, your sub for free? Uh, these are questions that uh, no one's asking thing is uh, yesterday, and we talked about this at length during our first hour and a half, is Presbyterian, New Mexico Hospital, uh, all of these hospitals that are healthcare providers, given the uh, governor's uh, new mandates that have to be implemented, I believe, by August 30th, if that's correct, mm-hmm. give everybody 10 days, if they're healthcare providers, to get vaccinated, and if not, they will be terminated. Now, last night, uh, you and I asked the question. Anna uh, Garner did not have the answer to this. 
And I'm going to give you an answer. If you quit your job, you are not eligible for unemployment. You want to know why that is? Well, there's a little byline has to do with, was it within your control? Did you get fired? Something in your control that would have prevented you from getting fired? They are putting it on the employee. Quote, unquote, non-compliant to be a penalty, and they're going to prevent you, despite all the unemployment fraud that's out there, despite all the people who have collected PPE and all the rest of the money that's been handed out, suddenly the line is drawn because you don't want to take the vax. How incredibly unfair is that? Given what you've gone through in the last year, you know, adhered to the rules, stayed at home, sheltered in place, social distancing, making sure that you wear the mask. And no, you didn't go far enough because ultimately you didn't take the vax. You're going to pay the price. How do you do it? Move in force. Make sure that you have stored up enough money to go and do because you're our last line of defense, folks. I hate to see it. Eddie, a lot still, I drive for Uber. Hundreds of people were Foo Fighters. Why no drivers for Uber or Lyft? It was crazy. Very, oh. very few drivers these days. Wow. Nobody wants to work. A lot still on employment, I am sure. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, well, I guess that sounds like fun. Hi, Eddie. Uh, why is it such a critical time to go back to mask wearing? Why was it not done on Wednesday when she announced it? Instead, she basically said we're in a dire... Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Is that yeah. when it's full blown? Uh, so yesterday asked the same thing. If it's crisis, why give us an extra three or four days? Yeah. Doesn't uh, make uh, any sense uh, whatsoever. Uh, Eddie, please remind people about the important rally at the Roundhouse tomorrow at 11 a.m. I just did. 11 a.m. tomorrow, Roundhouse rally. Uh, Eddie, the entry at the Foo Fighters concert was ridiculous. There are hardly any workers, and so it slowed everything down tremendously. Who cares about concessions? Imagine what it will be like in October when they're checking everyone's vaccination status. I don't have to make these arguments. You're making them for yourself. You know this. Keller said that we should increase the number of crime safe zones. Yeah, I didn't even know what the heck that was. I'm like, whatever he's marketing is baloney. Whatever cop on the corner. Shouldn't the whole uh, city be a safe zone? (laughs) None of this stuff makes any sense to me whatsoever. How about no gimmicks and just do your job? How about that? No, you didn't do it, and now I'm going to take your job. Eddie, I know Manny, nice guy, but dumb as a rock. Uh, Eddie, they should let the bums live in the United Stadium, pre-fertilizer for the grass. No, that sounds uh, awful. These are uh, badideas.com uh, for that guy. That's where he's going. Uh, organizers of the Zazobra will limit ticket sales to 10,000. There it is. They will have to show their, that they tested. How do you do that? Trying to figure the number of drunk people at... I'm I'm just like racking my brain logistically, just trying to just imagine how the same person who's going to get plowed at the event is not going to have any recollection uh, recollection of him even being there is going to be at the very same time. Am I getting this correct? (laughs) Responsible (laughs) enough to submit his or her vaccination. (laughs) Like where does, what planet is that? I'd like to know the planet that that, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather be coughed on by a COVID patient than be around a lot of people throwing up on me. I mean, you know, given the choice. I, I, I've been to New England Patriots games. I know of what I speak, ladies and gentlemen. Hurl. Uh, <laughs> what's your name? Hurl. If China, there's an app on people's phones that turns green if you were vaccinated. It turns red if you were not. Color code. This is huh? how they let people into their concerts, restaurants. Like the Yellow Stars. Very good. Very good. Very good. Wow. 
Uh, Trump claims COVID booster shots are money-making operation for Pfizer if he can see the dollar signs in CEO Albert Borla's eyes. That's great. Um, let's see. Eddie, I wonder how much PPE money he got from his buddy MLG. Uh, that would be Mr. Mr. Trevesiani. I would think that Mr. Is he, are they still doing that economic council? Boy, they never seem to really issue what, any, what any reports or press releases or have all, any forums or uh, the governor's economic was the governor's yeah. economic uh, development uh, yeah. council. Was that about learning how to fill out your forms to apply for even more wow. government money? Yeah, I think that's in New what Mexico. It was. That is economic development. Yeah, getting money. They uh, suit New Mexico. Um, development council. Uh, I think it was recovery. Recovery is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, let's see what we got. Uh, see how see the the brain trust that's on that board. Uh, oh, meet your regional recovery coordinator. Go nm.biz. Okay. We have a regional coordinator for wow. recovery. Someone's going to recover us and help us out. It doesn't appear that they have a website. Uh, they were formed in April of 2020. Join us July 20th uh, of 2020 at 10 a.m. That's the last time that happened. Wow. It's, uh, you can contact Simmons out. <laughs> Mid-region Peyton. Uh, there it says Peyton. Peyton. Uh, North Central Region, Kenny. Uh, we got Eastern Plains. We got Jason uh, out there. South Central Region, Joe. Joe. And Southeast uh, Region, Debbie. So there it is. These are your U.S. Economic Development Administration and the Council of Government talking about the New Mexico Recovery Webinar Series. Oh. Well, well they wanted $200 million more for LIDA. That's good. Another more corporate <laughs> welfare there. <laughs> How about deregulation? That's. You know. <laughs> How about just opening my doors? Cutting off welfare so people go back to work. Yeah, this is crazy. Eddie, definitely the better starting for the city of Albuquerque. Uh, Pious class of 95. Thank you. Very nice. That's very nice. Uh, Uh, I can't read your terrible text. Eddie, I'm about to post vaxxed only at entrances and water fountains at on uh, Sandia National Labs. We don't even have water, water fountains in this in this building. I will I'll just leave it at that. They were cut off a long time. Ago. You know, if you drive through Florida, you know, you say you see all these things uh, where you stop off at uh, various bathrooms and stuff, and it says no colors. It says literally says no colors. And so my friend who's from North Dakota, you know, he he doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't you know care anything. So we're like driving through, and it says no colors, no colors. And I'm like, he's like. Oh my gosh, there's still racist here. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking sports. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually motorcycle gangs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So there's okay. so many motorcycle gangs. Uh, do I have my plan for crime online yet? No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. My girlfriend's brother in Santa Fe told me so. Okay. That's uh, great. I'm not sure what they told you. Uh, Eddie, the math didn't work the first time. So tell me how is it going to work this time? Exactly. Stop Stop thinking sensibly like that. Come on. That, we, we don't live in that America anymore. Uh, microchips will make it convenient for all of us. Uh, Eddie, you won the debate last night. Hey. There was a call-in program, Eddie, last week at uh, Q&M, uh, Thursday morning about the soccer stadium. It's worth a listen. I think you're totally correct about it getting voted down. Morales. I hope so. They don't, they don't Gosh, want I it. I hope so. Oh, you want to stick that stadium over here, Eddie? I don't. I don't want to stick hey, it anywhere. Hey, Santa Fe voted against the soda tax. Maybe Albuquerque can vote against a stadium for millionaires. I do not want it here nor there. I do not want it anywhere. I do not like <laughs> Green State. <laughs> I do not like them. Sam, I am. One fish, red fish, blue fish, black fish, blue fish, old fish, new fish. 
This one has a little car. This one, this one has a little star. That would be us, the vaccinated. My doubt. What a lot of fish there are. You're now the second species after milk found to have contracted the pandemic coronavirus in the <laughs> wild. <laughs> you know what? Just I think we should just ban the. You know, like they're going to ban us. We should just ban the the word coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Are we going to discuss the origins of this stuff again? I think that would be important. I think we should evaluate, you know, our approach to this. I think it's okay if we're leaders, just in the essence of humility. Is it, do you want to be right, right? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to lead a group of people? I think that's really important, okay? So you know what leaders do? They acknowledge when they're wrong. They and they back up and they say, I was wrong on that. Here's what we need to do differently. We were at the edge of our perception. Here's the decision that we made. We made the wrong decision, but we only had so much information at the time. We'd like to re-engage the public in a new effort, in a new initiative. And uh, let me tell you, last year, this is this is Michelle Luhan Grisham. Last year, I didn't really do a good job managing the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, we shut down 40% by yep, some... Yep. By some standards, it was up to 52% of our small One of the business. worst fatality rates in the country. The costs, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I was terrible as your governor, and I can tell you this, uh, did not uh, far outweigh the benefits uh, of all this. The cure, uh, by the way, cannot be, what was it? The cure cannot be worse than the disease. Yeah. 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 So uh, this is something that Michelle could say. A little bit of humility, a little bit of checking her her very large ego at the door and we'd find ourselves in this place where it's like, you know what? You're right. We didn't know we were, we were scared, but now we're not scared. We're going to move forward. Not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. (laughs) Is is this like too much to ask? Uh, I I think uh, the more I study Eisenhower, the more I admire him. I know a lot of libertarians hate him because he didn't roll back the, the the Harry Truman FDR new deal. But right. Um, Eisenhower wrote in a pencil this piece of paper the night before D-Day and they found it I guess in his record some some researcher just found it and this is what, the word for word what it is if D-Day had gone poorly and if the allies had been repulsed from the French coast and you know things had gone very badly this is a speech he was this is a statement he was going to give our landings in the Cherbourg Avra area have failed to gain a satisfactory foothold and I've withdrawn the troops I get tears in my eyes when I read this my decision to attack at this time and place was based upon the best information available. The troops, the air, and the Navy did all that bravery and devotion to duty could do. If any blame or fault attaches to the attempt, it is mine alone. You want to talk about leadership, Eddie Aragon? Leadership? And knowing what we know about, I would have given that speech if, if the, the beachhead hadn't been established. Amazing. You know, um... You remember the beginning of that Saving Private Ryan and uh, when they're starting to talk about, you know, having to go and make the decision to take an entire, I don't know, what was it, a a little troop Hmm. um, to go and find uh, him. I mean, that's a a decision. That's on the sort of same scale Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're starting to think about people's lives and what you're seeing. But here's the funny thing. I think the parallels are equal uh, from that to what they were this year. What's the total number of if they could quantify them, although we actually can't, because remember, you could have cancer, uh, stage four cancer, 86 years old. And if you contract COVID, you die of <laughs> you COVID. It. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is this is having real world consequences and it bounces outside the choices of life or death. It's also uh, sustainability because you're talking about businesses and it's just not going to stop. It, they, they don't stop. So that's why, uh, Eddie, 
We the people, not this time, we choose freedom. All businesses and patriots needed. Press conference, small business pushback for governor's order. Friday, August the 20th at 11 a.m., Backstreet Grill, uh, in 1919 Old Town Road at Teagway Park and 19th Street. Backstreet Grill is walking distance to the west. Not this time, says we choose freedom. They will not enforce mask mandates, vax mandates, or COVID passports on employees or customers. They'll keep their doors open no matter what the governor says and no matter how many fines they get. There we go. Uh, they will abide by the U.S. Constitution for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not MLGs, unlawful mandates. Here's something I won't do. I will never leverage the Albuquerque Police Department to go ahead and enforce any level of mask mandates. How about how about fine me, sue me, remove me, uh, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham? At the very same time you do me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say, well, I've got 17,000 impeach MLG. You want to draw the line? I've got a hell of a lot more people that will want to remove you than want to remove me. So tomorrow, 11 a.m. Backstreet Grill. Um, there we go. Acute hypoxic respiratory failure with sepsis is setting in. Uh, multifocal community pneumonia. That's big. That's huge. You guys all know what sepsis is, especially hanging around these hospitals. That's a medical condition where the mask can do for you. And it's what it did for me this year. They destroyed my absolute life. I just went back to work after five months of oxygenation and medicine treatment. I have to take four steroids daily. Yesterday, you heard from Terry and his wife, Angelica. Terry has gotten sicker. Uh, I don't know why you're trying to call me. I'm on air. So I'm not sure what we're looking for there. Um, oh, Okay, <laughs> I had to pay attention to who it is. So Angelica uh, yesterday um, was talking about how much she's sick and tired of these lockdowns, not able to see her family, her friends, uh, but most importantly, not being able to see her, her five grandkids. You know, this has got to stop, folks. Absolutely got to stop, and that I can definitely do that for you. Okay, very quickly, Susanna, go ahead, do a quick plug. Thank you so much. So for all the small businesses and patrons, we will be at Backstreet Grill parking lot tomorrow, 11 a.m. We have to stand up. I am challenging all small businesses to stay open. Do not discriminate. This is exactly what she's looking for. We look forward to everybody being there tomorrow at 11 a.m. because this has to stop. Not this time around, MLG. Not this time. There you go. Don't mess with a woman who owns a pet food gone wild. I heard, the do- I heard the dog uh, back there. You want to say anything else, Susanna? No, you know what? Just thank you so much, Eddie. Um, I think you are it. You are the change. Um, it is it's sad what... Well, we, uh, are, we are the change. We are the change. Yeah. You know what? It's sad what this city is going through. Um, my mother literally lives three blocks away from what happened today. I was scared for her, and I called her, you know what? Stay in the house. Stay in the house. Do not do not go anywhere. And it's um, it's scary, but change is going to happen. And I'm a true believer of that. And All thank right, you, good. You're on board. All right, that's good. I love that. Uh, Caller, you're in the Kiva very quickly. Yeah, in the vein of the old Butch Combo, if, uh, if I told you, Eddie Aragon, that, uh, sorry, Eddie, you can't run for me, or what would you tell me? I'm not sure what to uh, repeat the question. The point, the, the, the point is is that I have, I, I'm illegitimate to tell you that. I can't tell you not to run for me. Oh, sure, right. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the point is, is that your government is, based on their actions, is outside of the law. They are outlaws. They are not legitimate. Their, their orders are not legitimate, and uh, we need to stop following them, except for what, one thing. We need to utilize the momentum that they are providing. When when they say, you can't do this and you can't do that unless you get the vax, what we, what we need to do is take that momentum and say, okay, you're right. 
We don't. We need to live separately from you. We'll have our own concerts, our own restaurants, our own stores. We don't want anything to do with you. you need to harness that momentum. Yeah, I'm with you, David. Uh, boycotts, I think, work well. Uh, not patronizing somebody's businesses and letting uh, but, ten other people know about it. I think that that's uh, absolutely imperative. So good one. Thanks for calling yeah, in yesterday. By the and, way, you got a lot of calls. Yeah. Last ten seconds. Oh, Go ahead. I was just say, yeah, not not only boycott, but build up something that is better than what they have to offer anyway. And we don't, so we don't even want anything to do with you. You know, go have your mask mandates elsewhere. Have your own little, you know, part pity parties, and we'll do it. We'll live our life the way the founders of this country intended that we live our life. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in uh, today. Dowd is uh, he's right on the dot. Uh, there, we'll see Dowd uh, uh, Muscat tomorrow. Got dinner uh, with my way, sister right now. I'm, I'm running away. She's landed a couple hours ago at the Sunport. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yep. Well, why didn't she just go? Because <laughs> I, I got a job to do. I got. To, I can hold down the fort here. <laughs> I'm I a professional, sir. Wow, that is really <laughs> great. Uh, as Dowd is walking away, we're all going to sing uh, "Happy Birthday" to Dowd. His uh, his birthday was uh, what? A couple, couple days ago. Yeah, uh, two days ago, and uh, he was glad to get that pass. Me, um, <laughs> you were really happy right here. <laughs> So I'm going to, there's so many birthday songs. I, I'm just going to sing you acapella. How about that? A little uh, boys to men, coolie high harmony style. What do you think? All right, all right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear D. Dowd. Muska, Dow 3000. Happy birthday to you. He's the best folks. Thank you, Edward. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. for a Friday edition, probably with the whole clan in here. They're going to sit here and actually watch and probably conduct the entire show uh, with us. Uh, by the way, if you want to go ahead and uh, watch, I'm just going to let Dowd know. Uh, uh, he can go. I'm going to keep talking here for a few minutes uh, because I can. If you want to go ahead and uh, check out the website for us, fightfor505.com. Fightfor505.com. Sign up. Uh, jump on board with that. Uh, it's got everything that you need. You can text me directly. I've got all the information. Enter your first name, last name, email, phone number, best time to contact, and uh, we will be getting all that information out to you. Next couple of weeks is going to be absolutely crucial, and uh, <laughs> you guys are so funny. Don't forget to show up tomorrow at Backstreet Grill at 11 uh, a.m. That's going to be uh, very exciting as well, and uh, the good people over there. Although I think it was really weird what happened when I was uh, over at Backstreet Grill I think there's a lot of people that are working against uh, businesses that are standing up for freedom and something very weird, uh, which never happens on my transactions. Uh, you know, it, it marked it as stolen when I, when I did that. So, you know, we got to keep pushing back in spite of the obstacles that we might find uh, in our way. Let me read all your texts uh, just to wrap the, uh, the show. Uh, if I can happy birthday to doubt uh, that's from, Oh, murder Mike. You're so nice. Yeah. Charlie pride was the, was the, Going celebrity, everybody. Uh, uh, and hi, there are several of us gathering at the Roundhouse as well to, tomorrow at 11 to protest the governor's latest mandates. Maybe others may be interested. I was serving at church last night, so I missed the debate. You can find it at fightfor505.com. Fight for uh, fight for I'm sorry, fightfor505.com. Fightfor505.com. I was serving at church last night, missed the debate, but I heard you did a great job. I intend to listen. Fightfor505.com. Paul Harvey from 1965. It just really fits what you and Dow were just talking about. It's amazing how we got it back then. Is this, uh, if I were the devil, let's see if, uh, let I play. Oh no, this is freedoms to change chains. Uh, I don't know that I've heard that. I probably have 
Eddie, absolutely astounding that there would be 10,000, I can't say that word, that would go to the Zozobra burning, let alone stand in line to prove the jab for getting in. Morons. Thanks also for the governor's for cutting up coming state fair attendance in half by her dictates for approving the jab. Many of us will not go. I advise it. Medina mentioned turning the shooting case over to the feds. Could that be because the suspects are quote-unquote immigrants? Interesting. Uh, Eddie, take your pick. A mayor who will declare war on criminals or a mayor who is more concerned about building a soccer stadium? Uh, thanks for that text. Uh, thank you, Rebecca, for doing that. All right, uh, Eddie, I think the feds are involved because maybe this is a bigger operation that they were tipped off to, perhaps Antifa-related or cartel-related organized crime or something. Also, too, the DOJ and the FBI have talked about a lot of generalized terrorists and organized crime alerts in the last few weeks uh, in the area. I don't know that to be true, but we can certainly look. Lonnie, uh, whoa, has a lot of text. Not sure how legally, but all the neighborhoods who know these scumbags and could eradicate this problem tomorrow if there was some way to deputize responsible police to help the police, uh, help citizens to help the police. If in your neighborhood you know the problem with people, but you can't do anything yourself and police thing until they climb, then what's the solution? Clint Eastwood, Grand Torino situation. <sighs> My point is these people live somewhere and these people in those neighborhoods know they're problematic even before they commit the crime. Let's see if there's anything else. Folks, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to join our campaign, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Stay tuned. We have Bill O'Reilly. He's next. 